Welcome to a very, 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 very special episode of the Monthly Movie Marathon. I am Nick Labarro, one of the hosts of this show in which we marathon movies every month. Hence why it's called Monthly Movie Marathon. We are the smartest men on earth. Couldn't be said any better in English. In, <laughs> as, as, as we just found out in on the In any language, tests. it couldn't be said any better. That person... That that chameleon voice. That chameleon voice. Who's that? Is this? Is where's Peter gone? It's no. Nah, it's it's right, Peter Gray. Yeah, it's right here. It's right here. I'm right here. <laughs> the the other well, the other host of the monthly yeah. movie marathon where we marathon movies <laughs> monthly. <laughs> that could be the tagline now. Monthly movie, movie marathon, marathon where we marathon, marathon movies, movies monthly. monthly. There we go. Thank you all for helping us come up with that tag <laughs> yeah. for the show. But welcome to. Very what is very special. This episode. is very special. I'm ex- this is an exciting episode yeah. too. First of all, Nick and I haven't seen each other. I know. Yeah. Okay. Prob- it's 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 been like what? two weeks. Two weeks. It's ge- genuinely been I think two That's weeks to the day. The longest Nick and I have gone without <laughs> seeing really each other. Like has. we got into the car and it was kind of like I was like picking a stranger up. <laughs> or like yeah, like ugh, I'm just getting all my things from his house. <laughs> it was very strange. There was an awkward silence for half a second and we were like, oh, we can't be mean <laughs> to so each other. Like we can't even pretend. But no, we, because we had our final, well, because you weren't at the, with the embargoes up now, so we talk about the man yeah. from, man called Otto. I man was not, from Otto. I, yeah, I was not at a man called Otto because I had already seen a man called Otto. And he for, spoke to someone for that. I Did spoke to the Absolutely delightful Manuel Garcia Rulfo. Lovely. Um who seriously, this guy's this guy's smile yeah. light, lights up a bloody zoom. The photos you put up of him, I was like, um he's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. He when he's listening to your question, quite a serious looking at person. So yeah. I was almost a bit like Oh, this is going to be a tough um, interview. And then I, you know, end end my question with, I mean, I'm a nice guy. I do good interviews. Smile just lit up and we had a good good old time. Uh, so he's, he's a good sort. And the movie itself is. Um, I'll tell you what. What are you going to tell me, Nick? Based on the fact that like the embargo broke two days before it came out and there wasn't a lot of hype around this movie. Mm. I fucking loved it. Now. Yes. There's problems with it. Oh, that's what I was going to say. It's, it is emotionally manipulative. Oh, God, yeah. But you know what? It knows it. it. Yeah. And because Tom Hanks and it, Mariana um, Tra- Trevino, Trevino, yeah. they are so oh my fucking God. good in this. Like yeah. Tom Hanks' name may be all over this. This is Mariana Trevino's movie. She's in- she is incredible. So electric. And because they take very archetypal characters mm, yeah. and they elevate them to be people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets away with being quite a tropey Oh, it's tropey as hell. And yeah. I was like, from beginning to end, and this isn't me being like unsmurred in the movie, like yeah. I could pick what was coming oh, next. Yeah. I knew exactly where this movie, but the whole time I was just like, I had a grin on my face yeah. and then there was like a tear in my eye and then a grin on my face. Like, oh. it's, 
And it's fun watching Tom Hanks be the asshole. to be fair. And also I'm very happy that Tom Hanks, the actor, is back after <laughs> whatever, the, whatever the fuck Pinocchio was. Whatever the fuck and Elvis was. Exactly. <laughs> I know that everyone fucking loves Elvis. I literally was having a conversation um, with yeah. someone about Elvis today and they were like, my, I, have, I have family over from England for Christmas at the moment and one of them was like, mm, that's Tom Hanks. Brilliant in Elvis. Oh, and I was like, no. no. I was like, why? Why would you say? But hey, I get there's people out there who really love his performance. Yes, there are. I am just not we one are, of them. We are not one of them. Peter's we, not one of them. We are not one of those people. We Collect- are not those people. Collectively, we not those people. Yeah. <laughs> we not those people. <laughs> yeah. We do not we do not know this. We do not know this. But go why why we yeah, got to that? Going back, <laughs> so well, you were there. A man called Otto was technically the last media screening was it no no it was, I was I want to dance with somebody I couldn't make it unfortunately <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> so unfortunate that you couldn't go to that <laughs> so I've heard um so basically the I'm not two- gonna say I was excited that I was going and then not being able to go I was like so I'm not upset about the this. two final media screenings of the year yeah well Otto. Nick Nick went to one I went, went to, to the, the other. other. So that means there were two screenings that we were like, huh. So that's an extra week. That's on an top extra now week on top of, it, yeah. of, top of, and then, I mean, we, we, we spoke, we, we talk on the reg. <laughs> we, we talk quite a lot. Oh, quite a lot. Sometimes about non-movie stuff too. Who would have thought? Yeah. yeah. Weird when we do. Yeah. It's kind of like, <laughs> no, no. Um, but yeah, so. Movies is our love language. So ba- basically uh, for anyone, for anyone who's worried, Nick and I are very much still <laughs> together. <laughs> Gotta swallow my drink. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For the the rumors that were circulating around yeah. the Twitter like, sphere that Nick yeah. and Pete had broken up. Yeah, yeah. It's not true. It's not true. This it, is our public it, you know what? And statement about it'll, it. It'll never be true. No, God, no. About, what would it take? That's the question. I don't know. It'd take a lot. It, it would take a lot if either of us started a podcast with someone else Without- that was movie related. I think that I would think be, that might do that's it. That's the equivalent of cheating. And you know what? And we'd pro- <laughs> and you know what? To each other's face, we would be so fucking supportive. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> you do you, oh, man. That yeah. sounds like a great that, idea. Oh my god, babe. Yes. So and I'm, I'm lying. so so happy for you. <laughs> and then I lie in bed next to Rihanna. It's like that fucking Pete. That's been, that yeah. bitch hurt me. I'm yeah. like go around and spooning me yeah. from behind. Be like, it's gonna be okay. She'll be like, she'll be like it's okay, Nick. It's all right. It's like I'm yeah. here. I'm like, shut up, Rihanna. You don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so it's been a while. It's been two it's, weeks. It's been a while. But I'm glad we did this. I'm glad we we gathered because in sad news, this is the last <laughs> podcast of the year. In good news. You will be getting another monthly movie marathon next week when we do our first episode of 2023. I would just, oh, I'd just love to hear people like briefly go, <gasps> it's, yes. and then, oh. <laughs> That's so son yes. of a bitch. Um, but yeah, because we ended the year officially, the last monthly, the last movie, the last monthly <laughs> movie marathon episode our really cool, was huh? Avatar. Avatar. Wow. Um, even though that movie's like made a billion dollars in two weeks, I've kind of forgotten all about Crazy. it. Yeah, no, I know. It's, it's it's definitely left my world of film. Yeah. And that's not, and in fairness, yeah. we'll hey, say yeah. I liked e- Avatar The e- Way of Water. Ease up, people. We liked the movie. I liked it a lot, it's actually. It's just one of those things where, again, you take away all of the fancy do things yeah. and what have you got? I didn't see enough to justify me going back to a cinema for yeah. three hours to watch it. I don't need to see a guy fall in love with a fucking whale. <laughs> well, okay, while we're on the subject, because we realised this is probably going to be a yeah, shorter episode than normal. Because we got time. We got time. 
this is my issue with the, this is my biggest issue with Avatar. With yeah. Way of Water. Old mate falls in love with the whale. Yeah. Becomes one with the sea. Yeah. One with the way of water. And it takes like 45 minutes of the movie, right? While <laughs> minimum, minimum, <laughs> at a complete minimum. While some, and then slight spoilers, you haven't seen it. That comes to like, he needs to use that special skill later in the film. Yeah. Right? The exact same storyline is happening with his sister who is just falling in love with water and has this weird ability to like move yeah, water like to, and to move like things, connect which with stuff in the didn't water. Didn't seem to take very long and wasn't remotely explained. No, I don't feel like it was explained enough because like when she gets in the water, she's, she's all of a sudden like, wait, there's she, something different here. She and now I can do, do this. it. Yeah. So it's two people who learn a water ability together, have a passion to protect what is happening in the water and then use their power to help completely in the last action scene. But yeah, happening completely separate from each other and at the same time. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I only need one of these. Yeah. And the one I wanted, weirdly enough, was the whale one because at least there's a relationship in the film that I'm like, yeah. okay, and at least like, that makes he, more sense. And he like, you know, he sees himself in the whale because yeah. the whale was ostracized and he feels ostracized. I could at least see I the connection it. between him I, and the whale yeah. as a, let alone Sigourney Weaver playing a 14 year old girl, which I wasn't a big fan yeah, that of. That was weird. Just in love with the water. So my biggest complaint with yeah. Avatar the way of water, and but this isn't. <laughs> another, and another yes, break. Okay. We, it's because we, we rarely get to talk about like the, the movie after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, totally. Yeah. Zoe Saldana. Yes. Unfairly underutilized. Like criminally underused. Yeah. And like when she's the best part of the first film, she's so fucking good. And she's still the best part of this movie. And there's just, there's just chunks where you're like, where'd you go? Yeah. She's so fucking great. So great. Um, You so more James. Yes. Jiminy, Jiminy James. Yeah. And I didn't mind like the story that James is telling about the family. I liked, I was like, okay, there's a lot more emotion to grab onto here. But I'm like, you're missing the core part of the family who is the best part of the yeah. movie. And also Stephen Lang's whole thing about wanting to kill him kind of feels just recycled from the first one. It is. It yeah. is. But it is Stephen Lang. So it's I was Stephen like, Lang, so we'll, and I'll Stephen, forgive and that. Stephen Lang is like a fucking badass avatar. avatar. So it's pretty cool. Spouting out those one liners. I was like, I'll give that a pass. Yeah. So we liked Avatar we liked Way of Water. Avatar Way of Water. But I just can't justify going back to the cinema yeah. to watch it again. Yeah. Sorry Which about like, it. And you know what? I'll probably buy it if there's like a 4K steelbook. I'll probably buy it because I'm a whore for it. And yeah. I own the Elvis and Jurassic World Dominion. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Hey, the fuck is money, but and paper you, on trees. And you know what? If that didn't break us up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, he's like, Nick, you've done some dumb fucking shit, but I'll stay around. I'll stay around. So in saying that after a little recap of Avatar, the way of water, why don't we recap 2022? What a segue. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much, Pete. I very, very much so appreciate it. But we're going to recap two different aspects of the year. We're going to yeah. recap the show, the monthly show. movie marathon, the marathon movie monthly watching podcast. I think I fucked that up. I yeah, forgot yeah. the tagline oh, already. You completely <laughs> fucked it up, but that's okay. <laughs> we're going to recap the like the year of the episodes. The year and go back. that was the, year the monthly was. movie marathon as we movie as we marathon movies monthly. Well. There you go. <laughs> Uh, but we're also going to have a look at 2022 in cinema and talk about some of our favorite movies, some biggest surprises, biggest letdowns, favorite scenes, all that. So we've got five different categories within both mm. segments, I guess you could yeah. call it. So we'll start with monthly movie marathon 
in review, the year in review. And the first little question we have for mm-hmm. this, Pete, is what was your favourite movie to rewatch for this show this year? Look, people are probably going to go, we already know what it is because it was mm. way back in January yep. when yep. a little movie called Scream came out. And obviously <laughs> I said... I didn't need I didn't need an excuse to rewatch those films. You have watched love, them since? I love I have. I've watched them since. I love those films so much. So even though Scream is the answer. Yes. I'm going to say another title just yeah, yeah. to not be so No, I predictable. I've, I've got multiple answers. So you know there, yeah. the movie that I really really enjoyed rewatching mm. just because I picked up on so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get Out. Ah, right. Yeah. Um just God, what a fucking movie. Knowing like obviously knowing where it was going. Yeah. Having not watched it for a few years, yeah. So it's remembering certain things, but then just being clued in on, yeah, yeah, for sure. So many little intricacies. It was that was like genuinely just, and it was. I mean, we we spoke about how that to us we were just like, this is like a this is a five star. Film. Oh, like God, it was yeah. incredible. It's so I had I yeah, that was definitely a highlight oh, to rewatch. Man, what a film! Yeah, what a fucking great. Movie. And looking back at everything we watched, we watched some really fucking good. We movies. watched some like when we had when I wrote the list yeah. of everything we Nick, watched, like, I was like, and I was like. Jesus, like, we had an all right there's year. There's very few duds in there. We had a very good year, yeah. and I think next year is going to be a very good year too. I think so. We've got a, a lineup for you next year. We do year. indeed. So, but hey, so yes, scream and get as out. a series, and, and get then out. get out. Yes, my favorite rewatch yes, Nick. was for an episode in. I think it came out in August or mm. July. Mm. Scott Derrickson's episode. There we go. My favorite rewatch was Sinister. Sinister. God damn, that is a now, good horror movie. When you said Get Out, I was like, mm, I fucking loved rewatching yeah, that. Yeah. But it's that is a movie I had seen a fair bit already. Yes, okay. Sinister, not so much. I think we're sort of like, I feel like I watch Sinister a lot more, more than, and, but, and I've watched Get Out yeah, a lot yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sinister like is making a very good case of being potentially my favorite horror movie of all time. Wow. Okay. Because I just think it does, it does everything right. Mm-hmm. It has a great amount of jump scares. It has really great characters. Like even though Ethan Hawke's an asshole, he's a well-written character. Yeah. And then the mystery is well-written. It's so tense. The pacing's great. The super eight footage is fucking terrifying, which speaking of, this is a complete tangent. There's a movie coming out next year called Skinnamarink. Have you heard of this? I have not. Okay. So, I like the title. So, because it's the Skinnamarinkadinkadink. Yeah, Skinamarink-a-dink. yeah, yeah. But it's a movie that is shot like complete, like grainy, yeah, like okay. old film style. And it's described by the director as like a child's dream. So it's two kids in a house who go into their parents' room and find out like their parents aren't their parents. And it's one of those movies <sighs> where the stuff's so grainy, but all the shots are like down dark hallways and like uh, figures are just sort of there. But I managed to somehow find, because I got really intrigued by it. Yeah. I found the final scene of the film Ooh. and it is terrifying. Okay. Talking, and this is, we'll come back to Sinister. This will come yeah. back to Sinister. And I guess the slights, it's, it's not a spoiler, but it's a, it's like the end of the movie. So the last shot of the movie is just grainy footage. Mm. And there's like just what looks like a head sort of there. And it just stares into the camera for like, Five minutes straight. Fuck that. And then some subtitles come up. He's like, "What's your name? Go to sleep." And you just sit, and it's just like nothing happens. There's no jumps. I got chills just thinking yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. But you know how it's just those things where it's like you know how you wake up in the night and you kind of see something and it feels like something. 
it's that for five minutes. Yeah, okay. And I was like sitting nah. there and I was like, I'm creeped the fuck yeah, out. Yeah, I don't like that. So now I want to see the rest of the yeah, movie. Yeah, I do too. Which brings me back to Sinister. Yes. The Super 8 footage. Yeah. And you're watching these murder tapes and then the fucking demon, I, I can't remember his name. Um, uh, uh, Something good. Azul. Uh, as, um, uh, Az- Azul? Azul. It might Azul. be Azul or something. Yeah, yeah. Is always in the background somewhere is just terrifying. The, 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 it's the fucking, like, obviously, Sinister, my immediate thought is Lawnmower. God, oh, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, yeah. One of the, like, it's that shot when he's in the pool. Just the whole, like, idea of, like, the families taped up it's, on the it's, beach chairs. Like, it's, in the, so, oh. it's so horrific. Ugh, yeah. It's so gross. Good. But it was my great. favorite rewatch no, of the year. Great. I love because it. I'm fucked in the head. I love how like our favorite rewatches were like scared, like horror, like horror movies. movies. Yeah. And in saying that, when we, we'll talk about it in 2022 in cinema, horror's been good this it's year. Been good it's year been a good year for horror. Year a for horror. great fucking year for horror. And it looks like it's going to get better next like year. 20, yeah. Scream 6 and by the sounds of Skinamarink. <sighs> a dink a dink. I'm so excited. Oh, that's good rewatches. What was your favorite first time watch, Pete? Well- did you have that? Was the thing? Yeah, I was looking at everything, and I was like, "There was only." I think there was only. There was only two movies that, that I hadn't seen, seen, which were which were Brick, yep, and Brothers Bloom. Interesting. So okay. out of those two, out of the- <laughs> my was- favorite first time watch was Brick. Yeah, it was a Brothers Bloom. Brothers. Um. Yeah, wow. Like, and I was looking at everything, being like, That's "Yeah, so interesting." Like, I was because a lot of them I hadn't. Watched in a while. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I was like, I've seen all of these uh, films. So that, to, like, I, I was kind of one of those things where I'm like, mm, this is a bit of like a, I was like, at it's least a bit of it's a, a good movie. I mean, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. Um, and yeah. out of my two choices, I'm like, and again, we're not saying Brothers Bloom is a terrible no. film. It's just. But out of the two. You know, um, and then when you look at what Ryan Johnson is doing with Glass Onion, oh my God, Glass Onion. Yeah, um, I'm scared to rewatch it because I'm scared I'm going to find things I don't like about it. I keep hearing, like, I keep, I haven't rewatched, so I've seen, I've, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had my my beautiful IMAX cinema experience. Ugh, I know, yeah, I know. Um, and I do want to rewatch it, and I keep hearing people say how amazing it is on rewatch okay. because right. obviously, because you know where it's going, you can really pick up on stuff. Okay, all right. Um, and I know so, Johnson specifically said he wrote the movie to yeah, be like that. Um, yeah. And so I do want to rewatch it. Um, I think. Janelle Monet and Kate Hudson are so fucking good. Watch Glass movie. Onion with a nice glass of Jared Leto's hard kombucha. <laughs> <laughs> and daz- drizzle with your wings and Jeremy Renner's oh hot God, sauce. It, oh, it's so, what is it? It's so stupid. It's brilliant. No, it's just it's dumb. 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 Um, so yeah, it would be. Oh, Halle Berry. Um, it's Brick. Yeah, okay. Um, and I don't really have a lot. To, I mean, I feel like I've. Spoken enough about that not too long ago. Yeah, yeah. There's um, nothing new to add to that conversation. Yeah. So okay. that was my out of necessity. Favorite. That was your answer. That was your out of necessity. Out of necessity. Yes. What was yours, Nick? Mine. Because I feel was, like you hadn't seen as many. I hadn't. I had seen you'd a fair seen enough, few, but, but there was a couple of yeah. dead ringers in there. Yeah, yeah. And the biggest one that I was, I think, surprised you that I hadn't seen, mm. and that you were very happy that I did enjoy, mm. was Stanley Kubrick's Eyes Wide Shut, yes. which we watched for our Tom Cruise episode yeah. for Top Gun. What Maverick. a great Christmas movie, too, by the way. Okay, this is funny you say this. <laughs> our local cinema and our friends at New Farm Cinemas, 
yes, are showing Eyes Wide Shut tomorrow. So the night of the 30th. Yeah, so well, this episode will be out already. Yeah, so, so it happened last it, it night. It happened last night. Oh my God, wasn't it great? It was so amazing. <laughs> Did you see the poster they put up? Yes, for, it's, it's, a a four, it's the Four Holidays, four holidays poster, poster. With, with Tom Cruise standing on, on presence box. because he's so short <laughs> compared to Nicole Kidman. And if you've seen the Four Holidays poster, it's because Reese Witherspoon is, is so small She's compared to Vince, Vince Vaughn. Vaughn. It's so it was fantastic. It's so fucking good. I thought it was brilliant marketing. Yeah. I also thought the movie was brilliant. Yes. I really, really loved Eyes Wide Shut. I I do remember having like issues with some of the middle portion yeah. and like Tom Cruise visiting the post- prostitutes didn't yeah. always make sense. Yeah, yeah. But fuck, it's Stanley Kubrick and it's powerhouse performances from yeah, Cruise that's and it. I think, and I think I feel like I did say this, and if I didn't, I should have. Mm. Um, I, it's one of those movies where you're reminded, like, obviously the Tom Cruise that we have now, yes. Risking his life day in, day out, making hey. incredible action films. Absolutely. Nicole Kidman is doing amazing work, a lot in television, especially. Television and a lot on the indie yeah. circuit. She's and got those that Yorgos Lanthimos. Yes. Um and I, but I feel belt, like so. there are still people that like doubt her mm. as an actress, probably because there was that period where she was you know, she made a lot of like, you know, like Stepford Wives and yeah. Bewitched. Like, and then, you know what? I like the like Bewitched Bewitch. movies. But, but there was a bit of like fading into obscurity. Yeah. And she would, and I feel like she sure. was just choosing roles to like, for the sake of choosing yeah, yeah, roles. Totally. Um, this is like a great movie to be reminded just how fucking incredible they are as actors. Right. And obviously, Stanley Kubrick's Swan Song, it's pretty great. That the last, way to go out. the last line of a Stanley Kubrick movie yeah. ever is the word fuck. I, I mean. It's so good. It's so fucking good. And if you don't it's know so why Kubrick. it's fuck, watch Eyes Wide Shut. Just watch it in Just general because it it's a great fucking but movie. the final line, like it's pretty fucking great. Considering everything that's happened prior. Prior to that. The fact that like she suggests that's what they go that home, they go home to do. Yeah. Just to fuck. Yeah. Uh, so that was my favorite first time watch. Um, I, don't, I don't think I had many outside of that. I know Brick and Brothers Bloom were there mm. as well. And I don't think I had too many outside yeah. of that. So it wasn't a bad year. Yeah. What movie were you, it could be one you either had seen or, I mean, not many options for you, but you hadn't seen, <laughs> that you were surprised you liked more on this, so, for this little project we do? This one, I was looking at, the list. Yeah. Um, and this is the one that like I kept sort of immediately coming back to that surprised me on rewatch. And I don't know if it was because it was the addition of the film I watched. Yeah. But on rewatch, Batman versus Superman. Yeah, right. The ultimate edition. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. that film still has a lot of problems, I'm not gonna lie. Totally. Yeah. But yeah. it's nowhere near as like the dog shit that I think a lot of people have it like its reputation seems to for have. sure. All and you know the, what? And the theatrical cut. The has, ultimate. Yeah, yeah. The ultimate edition is. It's really it's, good. It's really good. It's, really it's like good. it's like in the same like it's the same way that Zack Snyder's Justice League is right. a it's fucking incredible <laughs> Justice League movie compared yeah. to whatever the hell we got in cinemas. And Justice the League. The ultimate edition of Batman vs Superman is like yes, it's, yes, it's long. It's a it's a three it's, hour it's movie, three hour, isn't it? but yeah. honestly, it was one of those ones I didn't feel the length. No, neither did I. Um, it, and in fairness, the last hour and twenty minutes of that is, movie is action. Is it's just action. Um, and you get like you get incredible action sequences. It mm. ups the violence. Yeah, it's a lot quite, more brutal. Quite yeah, nicely. Yeah. Um, we nice get violence. we get you know brooding Henry Cavill. Yeah, 
I did not hate. Obviously, we had our conversation about bat butt. <laughs> Loved me some jacked Ben Affleck. <laughs> some Jack Flick, yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was a really, really nice surprise, yeah. surreal. Because I remember seeing that in the cinemas and yeah. being very being like very underwhelmed. I was, yeah, I was the same. Um so re-watching it, I was like, holy shit. It's a pretty it's actually a good movie. Pretty damn good it's movie. A pretty damn good when movie. Those story elements that it's were missing kind, yeah, are it's sort kind of, of amazing when you let your director have their vision what things can happen. Who would have so, thought? There you go. But I guess it is also like it's hard to market a three hour it is. Batman movie. Um, or is it? Because they did it this year. There you go. So I mean yeah. what are we'll the, see yeah. what happens with DC um, in the next So year. yeah, what what surprised you? <sighs> I had two. I had, had two, two that came into my mind. Mm-hmm. There's the one I've settled on the other one that sort of I was popping around was because it was already a good movie in my mind. I just didn't love it as much the first time was Us, Jordan Peele's Us. Right, yes. On this rewatch, I was like, oh, shit, this is a fucking great yeah, movie. Yeah. Um, so much so that I think I bumped my rating from like three and a half to four and a half. Like I, I loved it. Um, or maybe a four because I'm still, I'm going Get Out is his best. Nope is my second favorite. And then Us is. Fuck, I love that. Okay, so I fucking loved, we loved No. Nope we loved No. Nope. When it came out. And then everyone was like, I don't get it. It's not great. And you know what's happening now? Everyone's watching it at home. They're like, yeah, this movie's fucking oh. great. It was great when it came out. It was always great. It was so great. Okay. Anyway, oh, that's not what this episode's no. about. But thank you for letting me do that. No, you're well. It's. Oh. So Us was the one I was swinging around with. But for my favorite rewatch, and I guess the one that's, oh, sorry, not my favorite. Sorry, it's the ones that surprised me the most. Mm. Was surprised how much I actually enjoyed Avatar, rewatching. There it. you go. So, I was always. Oh, this is. I was what like, bre- oh, I was like Avatar. Oh, this is what breaks us up. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> this is the, the, the fucking down the, the knife through the paper. We, again, it's a recent episode. Go yeah. back and li- literally yeah. listen to our last episode, and yeah. I did like a forty-minute diet. Yeah, I just kind of stayed. You silent. Stopped, and I just didn't stop talking, and James Cameron would have sent that to Disney unedited and said, "Here's my film." Yeah. So I like I liked elements of Avatar mm. when it came out. I hadn't watched it in nine years. Mm. I walked out of the cinema screening earlier this year that I paid to see because I was like, this is boring. Watched it again at home and I was like, okay, this was a lot better at home. Yeah. Um, which is fucking weird to which say about a movie weird. that's yeah. but I, it just I was must have been in the mood yeah. and, it, and it clicked. So I I still think there's a lot of problems with it. I still mm-hmm. think the first hour and a half is quite boring. It's still fern gully. It's still fern gully, but I I got it. I just clicked with me a little bit more, and I still think the last hour is fantastic action. So, yeah, completely how I feel no, about that's, Avatar that's was fair. most surprised because I was dreading rewatching it for for the episode. Yeah. But the things we do for work, the things we do for love, ish of movies of movies. There you go. So we were most surprised by those films, Pete. But mm. what was the movie you watched that just fucking grinded your gears this year? What was the worst movie? And we don't like to be really negative. We don't. Yeah, but um, this what was, one, this what was one, yours? Like, again, I looked at the list. There was, I feel like there was very few things that mm. I didn't like, that I didn't like. Yes. But there was one movie, and I'm wondering if it's the same movie for you. I'm very curious. Um, this one, I just, and it was for, and it was the, and the, and the episode it was for was for another movie that we both didn't like. Um, so it would, it would be one uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Well, funny you say that, Is Pete, that yours? Because it's mine as yeah, well. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just a 
It's so it's bad. It's a bad movie. Do you know what's really funny about this pick though? Is that we both fell for the trap again. Because I remember we both said in the episode for the first like 20 minutes, we were like, why do we hate this movie so like, much? That, open, like, the, that sequence on the island is- When they're trying to is, evacuate. Is like, in, it's really well shot. It's fucking cool. And like the- di- The it's light like going over. The dinosaur like falling in the fire. It's, oh, it's horrific. And yeah. then you just get the rest of the movie and you're like, nah, you've done this weird thing with a little girl and oh. you've done the cloning and it's just- That's just like me. And then it, and then oh, Dominion yuck. just didn't get any better. Dominion, Dominion doubled down on the one thing in the film, the in Fallen Kingdom that no one liked. Yeah, and hey, bless Trevorrow. Like sure, Dominion, do it was what you like do, you but... forgot to make a dinosaur movie. I don't remember what happened in Jurassic World I, Dominion. All I remember about Dominion was like there was giant locusts. Shit, I forgot that. Yeah, there was. A weird sequence that was like Born Identity, but with that, dinosaurs. I, I do remember that, and I just remember really liking. I've um I've, the guy, I've oh the pilot the chick, uh, one uh, Dewanda Wise, Dewanda Wise. She was great. She was brilliant, um, and our interview with her is fantastic. Yeah, but other than that, yeah, and yet, yeah, you all fucking turned up for it. Billion dollars. Why? At the box office. I'm so disappointed in all dollars. of you listening. <laughs> you did this. <laughs> this is your fault. Um, the yeah. worst, the funniest part about that, I love that, was talking about Fallen Kim, talking about Dominion. The funniest part is we saw that about a month before it came out because we did <laughs> we did interviews for it and we had to sit on that for a month. Like we were sitting on information where we were like, we could warn people and be like, no, it's not good, but. We were not allowed to. We weren't allowed to say it. And so God the amount of people word. that were like, that were. Obviously, Fallen Kingdom did like a lot of people didn't like Fallen Kingdom. Did it make a billion though? Still, at the box I think, office? oh, I've, it made it still made bank. Yeah, yeah. But totally, a lot of the yeah. people that we like, obviously, we spoke to were the kind of the same where they didn't like Fallen Kingdom. No, no, exactly. Yeah. So it's, Dominion. It's so I think there was that kind of thing where people were weary of Dominion, but yeah. because the trailers. There you go again. Just, the trailers did such a good fucking job. Oh my god! It made one point three billion worldwide. Fallen Kingdom. Jesus. Um, because the Dominion trailers did such a good job of like selling it. There was this kind of like they were selling the nostalgia. Like, oh, maybe this movie won't be that bad. So when we had sure people, did. so when we had people saying like, yeah. oh, you know, and we would we couldn't say anything, and then we were Let's like, are you going to the Dominion screening? We were like, no. no. Sorry, no. and it's kind of like, oh, why aren't you? Be like, oh, well, we've already seen it. Like yeah, we, like we couldn't. Like, That's normally the giveaway when we're like, we don't want to. We're go not again. going to it again. Um, yeah, <laughs> and that episode again, we weren't allowed to even. I mean, we very much alluded to the fact. Oh that yeah, we were we, like were, that we, were t- we were we were toeing the line. Yeah, we were on thin ice. We were still not allowed to flat risky out say we did not like Dominion. No, we can say it now because we did not like. We it. did not like Dominion just as much as we didn't like Fallen, Fallen Kingdom. Kingdom. They're, and they're just too long. Like I think Dominion was longer than Fallen Kingdom, yeah. so I was like, for fuck's sake. But but I felt like. Dominion at least Dominion had kept, more kept me like watching. You know what? I feel the same way. I was like, I liked Dominion more than Fallen Kingdom. Yeah. Because <laughs> Not a fucking I, I feel like I feel like it was dumb enough to be mm. watchable. Mm. Whereas Fallen Kingdom had this weird thing of like trying to be Fallen a Kingdom, smart yeah, sci-fi Fallen movie. Fallen Kingdom like, thought it was so much more intelligent than it actually was. Oh, you can sell weaponized dinosaurs to Russia and China? I'm like, no. Cool. Like, can't you just- Not, not in Jurassic World. It's not yeah. what the movie's about. No, like, can't you just make another park and have dumb white people fuck that up again? Yeah. Well, fuck. I mean, super easy. <sighs> yeah. Stealing shit in a cheese it can. Yeah. Ah, uh, now we got that out of the way. Oh, 
So the last little recap for the monthly movie marathon, mm. the show in which we marathon movies monthly. Hey, hey. I had to think about it for a second. Yeah, I did. I saw it like saw his eyes, eyes go like, back oh. in my head. Yeah. <laughs> the last category we have for our little recap, Pete, and this is a fun little question. Yeah. What was your favorite episode to record so, for the year? Again, I have two. Yes. Um, I had multiple, by the way. I mean, because we have a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun. Um, but these ones were because <laughs> obviously we have a lot of fun talking, <laughs> talking, <laughs> talking about these movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we always like to bring in some guests. Oh, so I had a lot of fun with the after mm-hmm. episodes. Agreed. Um, agreed. Now, controversially, yes. I will say the first episode I think is. I had more fun doing oh, the first yeah, after yeah, episode because yeah. yeah, yeah. we had so much more to chew on. Because we watched it's like, like the, almost we watched the. We watched it before. We watched the two films before two the films third. Two films before the third Whereas one. this one was just the third before the fourth. Yes. And I still have not seen the fourth. I know. We got to figure out a we time. Gotta we got to get all the gals over and watch um, it. Yeah. So I had a lot of fun of Rick, but another episode that I, <laughs> I just. <laughs> I will say, sorry, before you go, as sorry. a consolation, yeah, yeah. I, after was almost one of the ones I picked as well. Yeah. This one was just because I remember <laughs> laughing so much at mm. just some of <laughs> this. Oh, and like, I'm excited. And no, and I think you will like, you will appreciate this because it was like your episode. So I had so much, even I had so much fun recording the Jackass episode. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, um, such, it was there like, was, three I mean, there kids. was some things that were like, that were so <laughs> disgusting to talk about, but it was just like, the, I just remember you sort of like, I think the word like poot was used and that it just like, I just made me giggle so much. Um, so those were the two. That, I mean, we had a lot of fun with like every episode. Every episode was, um, was I just remember fun, laughing but... a lot with yeah. the episode. Oh, um, that was a fun episode, yeah, a yeah. revealing episode. Too. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. it. I think, and it, it's just, it's just holding on as one of our most listened to episodes. Yeah. Um, so if you want to get boosted up a little bit, feel yeah. free. Our February episode of the Monthly Movie Marathon. That was a fun fucking that episode. So that fun. was great. Yeah. Just a great way to talk about the most random shit. And then again, in another success story, Jackass Forever was fucking great. Yeah. And I loved and ju- it. And won the best on- <laughs> ensemble at the Critics' Choice. <laughs> which is against, with women, women talking. talking. So fucking good. I, oh man, I love that. Did you end up also watching Jackass 4.5 on Netflix? I did not. It's good fun. There right. are some really. I feel like I needed funny. to give myself a little bit more time between what, like Jackass Forever and, and Jackass four point five. Fair enough. And also, um, I've had a lot of things on this. We've year. had a lot of things yeah. on. I took Rhiannon's not the biggest Jackass fan. Like she appreciates mm. why I like it and stuff. Mm. And I took her to see Jackass Forever. We took like a group of people, mm. and it was it was good fun. And she sits there and she laughs at it. And then I showed her Jackass four point five. Um, actually, we we watched Jackass four point five the day after our fun little trivia drink up. Yes. And Pete and I got fucked up. Oh, that <laughs> no, was, we had a big night. That, that was, was a great that was night. A good that night. That was a great night. Oof. But the next morning, obviously incredibly hungover and, and, and re. I remember you talking. I was going to say Rhea's over, but I live with her. Yeah. So she, she yeah. was over. Yeah. yeah. Nick, ugh, Nick lives with this woman. <laughs> um, I showed her and there's a stunt they do at the beginning that had her gagging, like vomit gagging. And I was oh, like- Is this like the, like the Godzilla penis stuff? No, 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 no. This is 4.5. Oh, so it's different. It's different. There you go. It's different. So I would love to see your reaction to some of the stuff in that. Um, what a fun episode. So I had a lot of fun this year, mm-hmm. many times after many, Jackass. Many, many, many times. Scream, I think was a great episode. 
because I, lo- I you- loved I that was I mean that yeah. was my passion project. Well, so. And that's why I loved recording it because I actually felt like in the best like positive way possible. Mm. I was getting like a TED talk about Scream and mm. I was like, I am learning so much about like, these I wanted, movies that yeah, I just watched. I too. wanted like, it was obviously I loved recording that yeah, episode. Of course, yeah, I just yeah. remember like that wasn't, I didn't obviously didn't laugh a lot during that episode. No, 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 I no, was no, just totally, like yeah, yeah. splooshing all yeah. over this series. Yeah. Um, so that's why I didn't choose it, even though it's, yeah, you know, it's there. In and the heart. I think outside of fun, our, best discussion mm. was the Robert Eggers episode mm. when we broke down oh, the lighthouse. Shit. Like yeah. obviously we broke down the witch of heaven. When we broke down the lighthouse, we went deep. That was like, that was a Ted talk. That yeah. was a, like, we were like, we found you Robert Eggers. Like we yeah. know. So that was a fantastic episode. We found episode. stuff that we were like, we didn't even think about this the first time we no, saw this film. Absolutely not. Yeah. So that was great. But my most fun episode to record mm. because I think we both, we, it was a great mix of the fun and the breakdown of what was happening in the movies was our Jordan Peele episode for Nope. Oh, right. Okay. That was my favorite episode wow. to record. Cause I, I even remember when we hit stop and I was like, that's a fucking great episode. Yeah, yeah. I think the Nope episode is brilliant. Yeah. Cause the way we talk about get out and the way we talk about us, the, like we're having a lot of fun. We are talking about all like the great scenes that we love. Mm. We love. And then, but when we're breaking down the allegories and the symbolism and stuff, like it was yeah. a genuinely, interesting episode yeah. to like go back and forth on. So, and then when we get to talk about no potentially in the future, Oh, that'll I did, be, I did actually, ooh. I did actually think about that. Like it'd kind of be great to, mm. even if we do like, it's like obviously just adding more shit to I our see play. Where you're going with this. More like shit to it. our play, but it'd be kind of cool obviously to do the monthly movie marathon leading up to the film and then doing an episode when we can talk about, about the, the movie that yeah. we've actually watched. I like it. Cause I mean, I like if it. If we were able to talk about Nope, if I was able to talk about Scream, <laughs> oof. Sorry. Like, well, there's sorry, a couple, sorry. There'll be a couple ends. of movies next year that we'll be like, we'll want to have to talk about. Yeah, I feel, I, yeah, so. yeah. All right. Yeah. Add Just to, to you know, because we've already, we, I mean, we have, next year's going to be big. Big. We got, <laughs> we, we got some. When, when we got you're some, getting screener, yeah. screening invites in 2023, for 2023 at the beginning of December. Yeah. So we've got. You know you're in for a big um, And like, we've already watched. I don't know, films man. from 2023. I've watched, we've had screenings, 2023 yeah. movies. I've got, I've already watched and reviewed, not out yet, but two TV series for 2023. Mm-hmm. So I've, yeah, loving I've, it. I have watched a streaming service. I haven't movie watched it yet. And coming. I'm so excited. Uh, I which, called Rian and we're watching it tomorrow. Which um, I'm, yeah, I'm actually, talk about. <laughs> I'm real, no, but I'm, I'm, I'm very interested to hear how you feel about it. Cause I had a lot of so fun. I didn't it. watch the trailer for this oh, movie. Right. Okay. I didn't. And then, cause when the screener link came in, I was like, Hey Ray, do you want to watch this? You might like it. And she was like, so we, and she was like, I'll show me the trailer. Watch that. And I was like, Oh, I'm fucking in. Um, I was like, I think I'm more excited to watch it than she is. And I'll just say so much more bloody than I was expecting. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. so fucking in on yeah, this yeah. movie. It'd be All hilarious right. if we were talking about a, a different movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, really? Okay. <laughs> Um, what do you mean the new fucking Coco Melon show is more bloody than you um, thought it was going to be? Uh, yeah, like one we can look, talk about is Black Snow. I really liked Black Snow. But yeah, that's not what we're here for. No, we're not here for that. <laughs> I really liked Black Snow. Um, so that was monthly movie marathon year in review. In review, and it was a fun fucking year. It was. It was really. I was. I was really, really happy when Nick asked me to like 
co-anchor the ship. Um, Because I I had a lot of fun, obviously, when I was the guest on episodes and then because it was his thing and he, you know, asked other people. Um, (laughs) And then when he sort of, and it was one of those things, like we kind of, I think I was like. Because you'd already been on like three episodes at this point. And we'd obviously done podcasts together together beforehand. Yeah. Um, And I think. I think I was going to like actually suggest to you, like I wanted to do something with you. Yeah. yeah, And then you basically were like, well, Hey, this is my idea. And we were like, Oh, it just was meant to be. And we totally avatared each other on that one. (laughs) There was, there was avataring like no tomorrow. Yeah. References go back and listen to the James Cameron podcast. Yeah. And it's within the first few minutes. So you don't have to go far into that episode. It doesn't take long for us to talk about avataring. So 2022 has been great for the Mother Moon Marathon. It's literally only going to get better for next year. I'm yeah. so fucking excited. We've literally basically got next year planned Pretty out. much, yeah. Fingers crossed everything stays on the release dates they have at the moment. But Very true. I don't, yeah, I don't see why anything I don't see wouldn't. why some of those movies yeah. are moving. So, um, and it's still going to be called the Monthly Movie Marathon, but there might be a couple of double up months because yeah. we got some big, big We got some big happening. movies. So now we've wrapped up on Monthly Movie Marathon. Let's talk about... This year in cinema, 2022, a year in cinema in review. Dos, oh, dos, dos. Dos, oh, dos, dos. <laughs> and we're going to a dos, oh, dos, tres. <laughs> what comes after dos, dos? Dos, tres. Dos, tres. Dos, cuatro. Pussy books. <laughs> Give me the leche. <laughs> I keep calling milk leche now. <laughs> like, we also just say, Puss the Last Wish. Oh, my God. Fucking brilliant like, movie. So, like, I said so this. So good. That for considering we waited like a decade for that movie, right? Holy um, shit! The, I forgot the that. animation is incredible. Uh, it's outstanding. It is so funny. It is so intelligent and so dark. So dark. Very mature. Very um, mature. Please, like, please, the intro please of watch El Lobo. Oh, is a horror it's, movie. Yeah, it's horrific. And um, we both and, have interviews with director Joel Crawford. Well, and, no. Oh my god! Sorry. I have an interview with Joel He Crawford. has an interview with Joel Crawford. We both we have an both interview have with, with Harvey Gillian. And then I had an interview with Antonio and Banderas. Antonio Banderas. So uh, I was like, fuck, you didn't get Joel Crawford. I, like, <laughs> I mean, but the thing is, I was actually, I was like, he was, Joel Crawford was, I mean, I've spoken to Joel Crawford before. Yeah. And he's the nicest the guy. The nicest dude. So I was kind of like, when I didn't get Joel Crawford, I was a bit like, oh. And a I, little, but yeah. Then, but then it was like. Oh, okay. I got Antonio Banderas. And a little, a little inside baseball. And this is just to talk about how nice of a guy Joel Crawford is. Yeah. So I was, I was the last interview for his day and it was running two hours behind. Like they were two hours behind schedule. Me and was like, I was like, I'm doing this. I'm because Harvey was early in the morning. Harvey was like five 30 in the morning for us. And he was great. He was amazing. He was awesome. We had to get on early for Harvey. Yeah. They were were running ahead of time. time, So they were like, (laughs) Hey, can you get on? So I was like, I just woke up. Us being the um, accommodating accommodating professionals that we are. Um, I will say one thing. He was a brilliant chap. Um, Harvey saying my name like Lois Griffin was one of the best things uh, I've ever heard. Yeah. He, he was like, oh, Peter. <laughs> I was like, oh. He was incredibly sweet, incredibly fun. So but then, nice. yeah, I had to wait uh, two hours past my initial time um, because Joel Crawford was also doing interviews with Salma Hayek that day. And sometimes the double up interviews, when yeah. you get two people answering it, it can run yeah. longer. And then when I was, I was literally, I was the last person with the universal reps and, and the glass engine ch- uh, people. Shout out to, Shout out to, Gla- to glass engine and the universal reps who 
stay there for hours on the Zoom rooms. Natalie they, and Shannon they're, hanging out they're with just, me. They're just the best people. They're so, so nice. good. And then they put me in the room with Joel and I could see that he was tired. Yeah. But I was like, I was excited to talk yeah. to him. So I'm like, Joel, dude, how are you? I was like hitting him with that energy. And he was like, hey, man, so good to see you again. I was like, I fucking love He's, this guy. Yeah. And he gave incredible answers. I asked him a question where I was like, can you just geek out on the animation style? Like, can you break down what the animation mm. style, the action scenes are? And you could tell, like, the answer he gives, I was like, this is a dude who just loves doing it's what he yeah, does. Yeah. So fantastic interviews, Puss in Boots, brilliant movie. Brilliant movie. Segwaying into being brilliant movies of 2022. Ah, and Boots. There we go. Let's kick off with our five questions about this year in film. And the yeah. first question is Peter Gray. Yes, Nick LeBarro. What was your favourite movie scene of 2022? Oh, I feel like people are going to know what this is. What do you think it is? <laughs> <laughs> this is great for podcasting. This is great. Yeah, I'm, in, I'm in thought. I'm in thought. He's in deep thought. I'm thinking. He's thinking. He's thinking. I'm thinking. Um, I have no fucking idea because no. we have watched that many movies watched, this year. So I went over obviously the yeah. 2022 movies and obviously there were a lot of things how that- How many have you- How many 2020 movies- 2022 oh, movies I've just gone off year? of reviews been released. Posted. Yeah, yeah. So that's, it's around- It's a little over 200. Holy shit, Pete. Wow. Um, I've done like 150 some. I just also had- Crossed a thousand articles for wow. AU review. So Congratulations! Oh my god! Yeah, um, wow. But my favorite scene, it was I was looking at all the films, and you know what? There were a lot of things that were coming to mind. Yeah. But I was like, I have to go with the first thing I thought of, and it was one of the first things I saw this year. Yeah. Okay. And this I have is a feeling it could be um, this is this is Melissa Barrera. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I had a feeling it could be that stabbing the shit out of Jack Quaid. And you know what? The movie's been out. We yeah, can talk actually, about we'll say, it. We, we will have spoilers oh, yeah, here. This spoilers. is a spoiler for 2022. Um, so, yes, movies. the end. So, the ending the end of, of Scream 2022, when we are when it's revealed that um, Amber, played by Mikey Madison, so fucking good in Scream, yeah. and yeah. Richie, played by Jack Quaid, are the masterminds. Mm. Um, lots of shit's been fucked up at this point. <laughs> Shit's Jack up. Quaid is basically like taunting Melissa Barrera and he's about to kill her. And then she's like, you've forgotten like one of the final rules of horror films. And he's like, well, that, and she's like, don't fuck with the daughter of a serial killer. Cause obviously through the film, we find out that Sam is Billy Loomis's illegitimate daughter. Yes. When I, when that, when Skeet Ulrich popped up, I was like, Whoa. Yeah. I, yeah. I because I had deep dived on this film. So because that's what I was going to ask. Was like you I, knew a fair bit going in. I right? had watched those trailers. I had deciphered those trailers. Yep. I was like, I pre- had pinpointed a lot of stuff. But that movie yep. still surprised the shit out of me. Yeah, for sure. I was not expecting Skeet Ulrich as Billy to pop up in this no, at all. No, I thought it was not. such a cool like way to introduce, like to have the legacy characters tied to these new characters in a way that's completely unexpected. Yeah. And it made her character really interesting because it was one of those things where you thought, well, maybe she is actually fucking killing people. Yeah, yeah. Totally. We don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And she, screen, it wouldn't be... It wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility. Of yeah, yeah, for sure. But basically by the end of this film, and she says, don't fuck with the daughter of a serial killer. And she, first of all, she like stabs him through the mouth. And that in itself that is... That scene is fucking That in itself great, is like, oh. Cool. Then she straddles him and she stabs him like 37 times. Yeah, it's a lot, yeah. 
just over and over again. And then the one, like the image that is like God to me is like, she's like then standing over him. She wipes the blade clean Mm. with her bare hands. And then he's like, what about my, like, what about my ending? And then she's like, here it comes. And then she slices his throat. She's just covered in blood. It was, as I, as I said in our very, um, in our Q and A episode, episode, it's, there's a sexiness to it. It's so sexy. I think it's just because she just takes back. Yeah. Power. It's a woman. It's a woman in power. Um, Yeah, absolutely. I'm so, I'm so excited for Scream 6. I'm very, very worried. <laughs> How deep have you been diving on that? I haven't. I've done enough on that teaser trailer because I'm very, very aware that those t- uh, those two scenes in the trailer, I feel like it's it Different plays time. off as one scene. I have a feeling it's two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a character next to Jenna Ortega that I believe has been purposely edited out. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gone deep. This is um, deep. <laughs> I'm very, and obviously because we've had, we've got four returning characters from Scream 2022. Yeah. 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 And the odds are some of them are not going to come, aren't going to yeah. live, which is yeah. devastating because they're four amazing characters. Totally. Yep. It'll be very interesting to see what happens with Jenna Ortega now that she's like the Huge, biggest yeah. star in the world. But obviously she filmed this prior to Wednesday. Um, Did she? Yeah. She filmed this Oh, no, prior. sorry. She, she filmed, filmed Wednesday, Wednesday prior. To yeah, Scream. I was like, oh, my yes, God. I sorry. was like, they've been sitting on Scream 6 for a long time. Yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. Yeah, so it's like if they kill her, then it's like it, they haven't done it just because she's a big star. If they don't kill her, it's not because she's a big star. It's just Yeah, whatever, totally. You know, it's just what's happening in the, movie, happening yeah. in the movie. Um, So that is my favourite scene because um, I obviously saw that film like six times in the cinemas and just – you saw it very early too, so you've avoided I saw all it very early um, because I had interviews. amazing, amazing interviews for that film with the lovely Melissa Barrera herself. Um, yeah, I, I can't I yeah. can't say enough about these films. As you can just tell. As, I yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I want to talk about one it. scene. Yeah, so that's that's my, yeah, that's the one scene Your that I just, scene I just of the keep year. coming back to for that scene. Well, yeah. My favourite scene, I've got two, mm-hmm. right? Now, when I say favorite, when I say these are my favorite scenes, in fairness, they're actually both quite sad moments in the films that okay. they're in, right? Yeah. But I think the way they're done mm-hmm. is incredibly well done and they left an impact where I'm like, okay, that's some of my favorite shit. Now, yeah, yeah. Picking, picking one out of the two. So mm-hmm. the runner up, mm-hmm. and now I'm going to say this because this movie actually doesn't get released in Australia until next year. Mm-hmm. And I want people to be have a chance to go see it. So skip like five minutes or like maybe three minutes and then see what happens. Yeah. Um, spoilers. I'm going to be spoiling After Sun and I'm going to be spoiling Clerks 3. Right. So, okay. And I'll be spoiling Clerks 3. That's, I apologize. That's fine. because Peter. I, I haven't seen Peter Clerks seen 3, but I have seen After Sun. And- so the final scene yeah. in After Sun I think is the best – I just literally just got chills on my body just then. Yeah, right. So I think I think it's one of the best closing ten minutes of a film of the last ten years. Yep. Potentially like the two thousands. Yep. So After Sun is a yours is so much more intelligent than mine. No, 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 no. no. But, but that's the thing. Like, I so I and this is like I was I've been thinking about it a, a lot lately, and I guess I'll explain why. But yeah. um. I, I react emotionally a lot to movies, but not a lot in real life. I'm not like, an, I'm not an emotionless mm. person, mm. but I can be quite stoic in real life with certain things. But movies, like I get suckered into the world. Mm. And when it's emotional, I'm like, I'm fully Which in. Which is why I know you're going to talk about Clerks 3. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. So 
After Sun, the movie itself is at, at like just uh, standard rap, like it'll, recap of the film. Yeah, yeah. It's probably, I think to some people, it'll probably sound incredibly boring. Exactly. And I get, I get yes. that. Yeah. yeah. It's a father and son, daughter. sorry, father and daughter on a holiday. Um, they're In, Scottish, they're Scottish um, family. It's like the mid nine mid nineties. Yeah, she's like nine or ten years old. She's yeah. like becoming a teenager. Uh, Paul Meskell is the father. He's in his like late twenties, early thirties. So he's obviously so had the kid really young. Fucking good in this movie. He's fucking amazing. Obviously, the parents split up, so he's taking his daughter on a holiday. And there is videotape footage throughout the film. Mm. They're filming their holiday and stuff. And throughout the movie, at sporadic moments, there is a cutaway of a strobe light flashing in a room, like it's a disco, it's a dance. Paul Meskell's character is dancing in there. And this older woman, well, not older woman, but like mid-20s, maybe early 30s now, is is looking at him dancing and, and, and trying to get to him and trying to... So it's obviously a scene that is more heightened. It's not physically happening mm. in the real world. It's, it's a heightened thing. As the movie goes on, you realise that that lady who's going up to Paul Mescal is the grown-up daughter. She's in her thirties and she's re-watching the videotapes of their holidays to try and understand. And this is actually never specifically stated in the film, yeah. but this is my interpretation, interpretation and what the interpretation yeah. is. That her father has committed suicide and she's trying to, you know, she's looking back at, at harnessing the memories, but also trying to see if there was anything mm. that was happening that and and there's some scenes with Paul Mescal in the film that are just heartbreaking. I think because the the fact that he, I mean, yes. the suicide thing is like it's never explicitly said, but it's it's heavily it, alluded it's, to. Yeah, heavily alluded. And I to. think because when you sort of obviously the ending of the film is where the suicide thing more plays into plays into yeah, yeah, it more totally. Yeah, and it's one of those things that then when, when you reflect, yeah, there are so many little things that he does throughout the movie yeah. where you kind of realize he was gonna like. This is how my, I was like, he, he was, was going to kill, kill himself on this on holiday. holiday. Yeah, totally. Yeah. The other thing that I briefly want to just no, no, bring please, up please, with please. you is, do you believe yep. that he was um, struggling with homosexuality? I didn't, I didn't see that initially on my first yeah. watch. So potentially. Yeah. Potentially. Just because obviously there's certain looks that he gives the scuba diver guy. Oh yeah. And he's true. talking yeah, to yeah, him. Yeah, and then yeah, when he yeah, realizes yeah. that that scuba diver guy has like a girlfriend, he just, his right. And it's like, does okay. that, does that play into why he potentially yeah, suicide? Yeah. I'm excited to rewatch yeah, it. So I'll have to yeah, yeah. Um, take that in. Cause that's like one scene in the movie, I think. And yeah, there was yeah. some, there's, there's another, there's, there's another thing that kind of stuck out to you. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, uh, yeah I'll, I will. Well, I'm definitely gonna be rewatching it. So the last 10 minutes of this film is, uh, on the holiday, like we see the the young girl and Paul Meskell's character, and uh, they go out for dinner and they go out for a dance, and they're dancing, and Queen's uh, David Bowie's oh. "Under Pressure" starts to play, and they're dancing and they're having a good time, and we go more and more into mm-hmm. the strobe light scene, where the same song is the same playing. song's playing, but it becomes like. It's a, it's so, it's fantastic. Yeah, I've looked yeah, yeah. up. It's an instrumental. Yeah. That's not under pressure. No, but it's, but it's the lyrics of under pressure. Yeah. It's fucking like, I got chills thinking about yeah, it. It's yeah. fucking incredible. And the adult version finally reaches Paul Mescal at this party mm. and hugs him and he's crying and he's weeping and he falls and he falls back. 
and basically like falls into obscurity, which yeah, we, you assume is, is the death, yeah. is the, or or is her letting, letting it go, letting, letting him it go. go right? Yeah. Um. So that scene itself is fantastic, and then it cuts to the the VHS footage of him dropping her at the airport, and she's walking through, and she's making jokes like, "I don't need a babysitter mm. with me," like to thing, and she's being really funny walking through mm. the through the airport line. And then that pauses on her face and it's mm. this massive smile and the camera pans. Or, it's a fantastic fucking shot. The camera pans away and you find it's a TV mm. pans all the way around. It's this old lady rewatching. She closes the videotape. She's got a smile on her face. The camera keeps spinning around, spinning around, spinning around. And it goes back out of the room into the airport terminal where it's Paul Mescal. Mm. He closes the videotape, but he's devastated. He's, he doesn't cry, but he's very fucking devastated. And he walks towards the exit. When he opens the exit door, it's the strobing light room. And the, also, like, walking is, it's just like a white. It's just a like white, white room. room. It's, so it's, it's it like looks, supposed to be an airport, but it's also so like. it looks very like. And he just yeah. walks into the strobing room, the door closes, and it cuts to black. And I went, <sighs> fuck, like so that. We, so we both saw this at the Brisbane International yeah. Film Festival, same screening. I'll just say, by the way, this isn't my favourite scene of the year. Like, no, I've no, just no. Gone. it's the one that, no, no, I get it. Um, <laughs> I was just going to say, we yeah. both, we this screening was packed. It was sold out. So, sold for out screening. A, so you look at it and just go, thank you people turning up to this kind mm-hmm. of film. Mm-hmm. No, we went with two of our friends. None of us could sit together. We had to get seats sort of separately. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was one of those rare occasions where, the film ended. Yep, and the entire audience sat in silence. Silence. No one and moved. No one wanted to be like the first person to get up. No one moved, and no one talked. No one. I talked. didn't see a phone light. Like, and it was like the credits played. The this lighting was yeah. still black. Like they. God damn it, it was. It made that so much more like yeah, emotional because everyone was kind of like sitting in this like. Everyone was yeah. having, and then we all walked out of it and we all sort of stood there and we we're like kind of briefly sort of discuss what we thought but without, we, without we couldn't, deep We diving. couldn't even we, do that we though. Like, we were like, that, and we were kind of like, that's what that meant, right? Right, like, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, yeah. what a fucking film. So apologies if you did listen to that and it was spoiled for you, but. But also please, please, please go see, go see After Sun. It's fantastic. Um, I I don't think it's going to happen, but I would love Paul Meskell's name to be in the I know, best actor. I know. I, I just don't think I, it did well I, enough. I don't yeah. think it's got enough of a push behind push it. Um, but please, please <sighs> see that film when God, it opens. That ending is fantastic. In, is either late January yeah, it's or February it's now? February twenty three. Okay, please don't so go see it anymore. Um, so that comes to my favorite scene. So again, another incredibly sad moment, but it's the movie scene that I thought was. For me, as a fan of Kevin Smith's cinematic universe, the Viewersk universe, uh, was incredibly rewarding, but incredibly heartbreaking and heartfelt. So, quick wrap up of Clerks Three. Um, Randall has a heart attack. He decides that he wants, you know, he's been working at the convenience store his whole life. He wants to finally do something that has purpose. They make a movie about the convenience store that they work in, Randall and Dante, but Randall is classic Randall and makes it, you know, really <laughs> classic tough. Classic Randall. Puts, puts himself at the front and centre where in the Clerks movies, Dante's kind of been the main character mm. front and centre. There's a massive argument between the two. Dante's yelling at Randall. He's like, it's like you're taking everything from my life and, and making it shit. Like you're not doing, Dante's getting really fucking angry and really fucking upset. And then Dante goes quiet and his face is red and he falls to the ground. 
And Dante has a heart attack as well. So it is kind of preluded in the movie that he's like, this happens to men your age, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And also it, because that's what happened to Kevin Smith. And that's well. what happened to Kevin Smith. Yeah. So Dante, who has been the fucking through line of Clerks 1, 2, and 3 mm. and other films in the viewers' universe, who, who also, spoiler for Clerks 3, the beginning of the film, you find out Rosario Dawson's character has passed away. Like she was, which then in that scene is revealed, she was pregnant at the time and was killed by a drunk driver. So he's getting incredibly upset about all this stuff that's happened in his life and he's very angry about it. So Dante's been sad the whole movie. And you, mm. you know that Rosario Dawson's character, Becky, has passed away mm. because there's a memorial to her at the beginning of the film. And so throughout the film, he talks to Becky at, at points in time. Like she comes up when he's at the gravestone and they have a chat and whatever. Is Rosario Dawson in the film? She, she's in it for two scenes. Okay. The scene where he goes to her gravestone, they talk, yeah. and then this scene coming okay. up. And this is the this, this is, is the, the emotional scene. gut punch. I, and when I say I, I, I get emotional in movies- oh. Nick, Nick sobbed like, in Nick, this. Nick told me that he like cried. I in fucking this. uncontrollably yeah. cried in this yeah. movie. So he falls over and he's had a heart attack and he's in the hospital and he's, you know, all plugged up to the machines. And Randall comes in with a laptop and said, I have been making the movie. It's the movies have been about you the whole time. Mm. And he shows him part of the movie, like to Randall in the bed. Uh, to Dante in the bed. Randall's crying and then he sees Dante's watching like basically his life plan in front of him. And it's this kind of nice visual motif, motif where Dante is in a cinema. He's like in a small cinema watching it and he's watching his life play out. And it's really emotional. It's actually quite nice, especially as a fan of all the Clerks movies. Mm. It's quite nice. And he starts crying and stuff and Randall's crying next to him on the bed. And then in the cinema, Becky comes down and sits next to him. And I was like, Oh fuck. I was like, they've killed my favorite character in the clerks movies. So once Becky sits down next to him, grabs his hand. I was like, nah, I'm, done. I'm done. I was like, I was gone. I was like our friend, mutual friend, like Rhiannon was watching it, our mutual friend, Felicia, who's a big fan of yeah. watching as well. And all, I just looked over and it's just tears and tears in the face. And it's such a beautiful scene. And Dante stands up and Becky goes, don't you, don't you want to watch the rest of the movie? And he's like, no, I'm happy where I am now. And they both walk out of the cinema together and it goes back to the hospital and Dante flatlines and dies. And I was like, for fuck's sake. But the whole movie leading up to that point is about not letting the little things in your life get in the way. Like you shouldn't let it get to a point where someone has to die in order for you to do those things. So when I was watching it, I was like, this is – in incredible. Like it was so well done. It's heartbreaking, but it's so tastefully done. Mm. And then the way the movie then finishes um, at the, at Dante's funeral, um, Randall goes like, he goes, you weren't even supposed to be here today. Like dead. And I was like, God damn. Like, but it's done like fucking tears in everyone's eyes. and shit. So that was my favorite scene because it was just, it's the perfect end to a, a trilogy that I, I know is divisive. I know not a lot of people love all the Clerks movies. Yeah. And even I'll admit, Clerks 3 isn't that great. Like, of a movie, like, there's a lot of hit and miss before that yeah, stuff yeah. happens. But if, like, yeah, it's and it's in my top 20 of the year because of that final scene alone. Mm-hmm. So, oh. a beautiful fucking scene. And it's my favorite scene this year. Oh, the straight guy got all emotional. I know. The gay guy's like, oh, when the girl stabs him 37 (laughs) times, it's so hot, man. It's sexy when girls stab. And I'm like, I'm like, best friends die. (laughs) (laughs) And then he's this dead wife. When you find out in Clerks 3 
that Becky was killed when she was pregnant, pregnant. with a by a drunk driver. It yeah. is just it's, you're like, yeah, it's just like can this get yeah, worse? It's just like we'll just hit you. Just we'll just keep hitting you while oh, we're yeah. Such I and I've rewatched that scene because it's out in digital here in Australia. I've watched mm. the scene over and over. So now, now we're on a high. Yeah. What's the most disappointing like, movie we, of the year? Are we on a high though? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, on a high. I love it. It's my favorite scene of the yeah. year. So I I love how how good it is. Yeah. I appreciate how good it is. Yeah. No. What was the most disappointing movie of 2022, Pete? Um, so there were two. I okay. mean, when I was looking at, again, though we've seen a lot, I was looking at the, and these were the first two that like jumped out at me. Yeah. One was, even though I gave this movie like a semi, 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 <laughs> semi positive review. <laughs> and I obviously liked the lead performance and I liked the things about it. I was disappointed with Elvis. Okay. Yep. Just I think because. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because of, I feel like it was just, it was messy. Yeah, yeah totally. And yep. Austin Butler is incredible, um, but I didn't like Tom Hanks. Mm. It felt like it skipped over too much. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was just, it was just a little bit too indulgent at times. Yeah, totally. um, I get why people love it. Um, but I'm also like, I feel like if someone doesn't like it, let's not be dicks about it. Yeah. Which, which has been encountered in real life and on the internet. So, yeah. yeah exactly. Um, so it was just, it was just disappointing. I think just because of the, like, again, it's probably because there was so much hype around it as yeah. well. But I, I think hearing, I mean, I, again, I was lucky that I sort of got to see it before a lot of people did. So I didn't have, oh my God, oh my God, yeah, oh my God. Totally. So yeah, I kind yeah, of yeah. was like, you know, I saw it and went, and I saw it again just because I was like, it was so much to take in. Yeah. And then when I watched it a second time, I was like, no, I was correct my first time. Yeah. Austin Butler's great. Totally. I loved some of the music uses. I loved the recreation of stuff, but then there was a lot of stuff that I didn't like. Yeah. My other disappointment, and it breaks my heart. Oh, no. Because. Oh, no. Because I love him so much. Oh. But I was disappointed with Black Adam. Black Adam. Yeah. And I mean, look. It's I not did, even that you were hyped, hyped I, yeah, going into I didn't it. go yeah, into yeah. that movie thinking this is going to save the DC world the way that my yeah. man Dwayne Johnson thought. Totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the fact that we weren't allowed to see that movie before we did interviews was also know, a massive a, red flag. Like, it's a red like, flag. They show us <laughs> everything and we got the interviews for the press conference. So we they, were like, oh, sweet, we're going to see Black Adam. Like, Media will not see this film. And you're like, like Shit. that's bad. We're like, that's bad news. So that, well, so that kind of then we're like, you know what? I'm always, I was already going in cautious. Co- yeah, totally. I'm now totally. yeah, yeah, yeah. more cautious. Mm, um, and yep. I saw that film and I didn't, look, I didn't hate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When people are like, it's the worst thing ever, I'm like, it's not the worst. I was like, fucking see more movies. My my initial, I think, letterbox reaction was painfully average. Yeah, it's average. It's it very is. average. Um, but it, uh, to me, it was like average of the like. I was like, Ugh, yeah, average. Yeah, like, yeah, totally. Um, and I saw it a second time. Yes, and I actually enjoyed it more a second time just because I was like, once I'm you know what I'm you're aware into of, what's shit. going on. Totally. But yeah. it was a disappointment just yep. because it. They sold the shit out of that film. Oh, fuck yeah. They, they hyped did. it up. Oh, fuck yeah, um, they did. You know, obviously it ends on a great note with Superman, even though now that's completely now that's null and out void. The yeah. Um, so it was, yeah. So that was, it was, that was a disappointment. Yep. Which, and it hurts to say that a Dwayne Johnson movie disappointed me, but I'm also not, look, I know that I love him, but I'm yep. also not 
like completely blind to the fact that a lot of his movies are not like changing the no, world. No, God, no. But, but I think he's got a great, I thought he was. He marketed the fuck he out, marketed that out of that like, movie. I was like, okay, they might be onto something he, here. Like, and I, I liked him in the movie. Pierce Brosnan was great. Mm-hmm. Aldous Hodge was fucking incredible. Those two together I want, fucking like, brilliant. Can we get like a Hawkman and Dr. Fate series Please. or something? Yeah, absolutely. Like they were great. Um, I but, know, yeah. I know but it mean. was, overall, it was like. You know, we've obviously we know how great comic book movies can be. Oh fuck yeah! And also, given that that was like a decade in the making, mm. and that's what we get. Yeah. At the same time, I will be buying it on 4K. <laughs> <laughs> I will also be buying the steel book 4K. Yeah. Um, almost in the similar vein to Elvis being disappointing mm. for you, there was a movie coming out that I I I'm angry that I've put as my answer, basically because. Mm. I, it was hyped up. I was hyped up to see it. Mm. I had heard that it is, it is a fucking shoe in for the Oscars mm-hmm. for so many categories. Now, funnily enough, it's pretty much not getting talked about, but we were very lucky. And this is another movie not coming out till next year in Australia, but we were lucky to see it at Brisbane International Film Festival. Mm, uh, Brilliant cinematography, great direction, arguably the best female performance of the year or one of the best female performances of the year for me. My Biggest disappointment in 2022 was Tar. Yeah. I understand why people love it. Mm-hmm. It's a slow burn character study with a performance that's fucking incredible yep. from Kate Blanchett. Yep. I think she is outstanding in the film. Two things. It's whiplash, but 10 times slower. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes, they're different. There are different elements. It's, no, it's whiplash I, if it was about J.K. Simms, I, Simmons' character. I completely understand that, yeah. But it's whiplash, but slower. And it's Todd Field... I hate being so negative. It's Todd Field so far up his own ass that no one was willing to be like, hey, make this a little bit more digestible. Now, I'm not saying that there shouldn't be challenging cinema out there. Mm -hmm. There shouldn't be movies that challenge you in a movie. But for me, there was things happening in Tar that I was like, this means nothing. And if you're reading into it and you find something, firstly, good for you. Like, that's how you want to interpret the film. But I think there was a lot of things that just meant fucking nothing that extended the bloated runtime. It is very long. Now, if this was like a two hour 20 movie and it focused and it had a bit more focus, because I think it was an incredibly unfocused film as well. Mm. I'd probably give it a bit more love. I did end up giving it three and a half out of five because technically it's phenomenal. Oh, let's just say there's that the one, shot, one shot is incredible. Fucking brilliant. Kate Blanchett is fucking She's amazing. Amazing. The movie looks stunning. And it like, and I think it also, it starts strong. Oh, it starts real fucking strong. Um, but I completely like, I understand like it. I couldn't tell you what happens in the last, the, sorry, the mid like the hour and a half of the movie. There's probably like maybe I'm going to say 20 minutes at the, maybe not that long. The ending feels overdone. Agreed. There's yeah, a yeah, scene yeah. where it absolutely to me should have ended and would have made a lot of impact. Yep. And, but then it goes, but then it goes on and yep. I get why it goes on, but it's also like, but we, we don't, get, we, we don't, that. we don't need to be told just how much she's fallen. So, so it's fun. How funny is this, right? It's a movie that leaves so much up to the audience to decide and then fucking hand feeds you an ending. So yeah. I'm like, okay, I don't think this movie is as intelligent as it thinks it is. And, and if you feel like it is, that's fine. I just, I disagree. And there's, um, and it, I mean, it doesn't sugarcoat the fact that like Tara is a character is like basically like a sexual predator. Yes. No. Ab- yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But there was yeah, a yeah. lot of that, that I was interested in where it was going with that. 
and then didn't follow it just through on it. Yeah, yeah. It's so it's a lot of it's so surface level. And for something that's a character study, yeah, I feel like I entered Tar knowing little and left mm. Tar knowing yeah. little. And I'm also the scene where I I don't know if you remember it because you said that you forgot. There's a scene where Kate Blanchett is running and she hears a woman scream, screaming, and that literally. Leads to nothing. And apparently someone has found the screams from the Blair Witch Project. Yeah, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, but it's, but it's also like, but does she hear, like, is, 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 she, she, is, 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 like, is she hearing, like, things that have happened to her that she has caused maybe, another girl? Yeah. Or is she just overhearing a woman get I remember there's and, a line of dialogue in a conversation she has with that old dude in the, the restaurant earlier in the film where she was like, there, there is a sensitivity to hearing that most, like, the greatest conductor. Okay. But you know what I mean? Like, at the same time, it's like. But it's like. But then hearing, that, but she hears so like a woman. So you've told me that in the dialogue. Yeah. I don't need to. And then to she hears a woman screaming yeah. like bloody murder, but then does nothing the, about it. So it's like, nothing, are, we, yeah. are we meant to then go like, we? oh, so we now even feel less for this for this character yeah. Yeah, because totally. she's just going to leave a potential woman to die. Yeah. Or, yeah, it was weird. So, um, but I completely understand I'm that not a mentality. fan of Tar. I'm not a fan of Tar. And if you are, I know there's a lot of you out there. Totally get it. Yeah. I just like. I'm not going to pretend I'm not saying people do this or not people, at least we know do this, but I know there are people out there who will, I'm not going to pretend to like it because That's pretentious every, people like it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's just, it's a well-made movie. You're, still, you're still giving it a positive review. Yeah. I th- but I was dis- I was disappointed. Yeah. I remember no, walking out fair. going like, yeah. Bleh. Yeah. As I said, like I still gave Elvis a mostly positive yeah. skewering, but I was like, but I'm allowed to be disappointed with what, yeah, absolutely. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sh- like to me, what it could have weird. been. Weird yeah. That. Weird that we don't live in a society where if you'd like something, you have to love it. And if you don't like something, you have to hate it. Who, who would have fucking thought? Funny that. <laughs> be, uh, move, boom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving that in. <laughs> Moving on. What was the movie that was the biggest surprise for you this year? Biggest surprise for me. So I initially was, looking at certain titles for things that I saw at TIFF oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. I knew nothing about and have also heard the blind nothing, watches. Yeah. Heard yeah. nothing about since, but I thought, yeah, true. and you know, I'm briefly going to say there was a movie called baby Ruby. Yes. Fuck me. That movie was great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But the one that I, so this was like a long overdue sequel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Oh, do you think you know what it is? I think I know what it is. Um, I loved the two original films. Yep. Um, this has been, it was one of those films, it had been talked about for a very long time. Jason Lee, Jason Sudeikis, yep. many, many men had been up for the role. Um, and then it just appeared. Yep. Yeah. Like okay. It was like, we made this movie, it appeared. I <laughs> then. This is a good pick. I okay. then watched the screener and was like, this movie is fucking funny. I haven't seen it. Um, and then I had an even, I had a great interview with one of the actresses from it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the movie that I, that surprised the shit out of me, Confess Flesh. Yeah, that's so cool. Okay. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it is, it's so ridiculous. John Hamm. And John, but John Hamm plays it so straight. <laughs> and if you've seen the other Fletch films, it's, it's kind of what Chevy it's Chase what Chevy does. Chevy Chase does. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, Back in the day. Uh, fuck, I, I, I'm so angry that this movie just like in the States, it got a really brief theatrical run and then it popped up on VOD and I think Paramount. Paramount Plus. Paramount Paramount Plus. I think, hey, yeah. Um, but then it was just like released on iTunes with no fanfare here. This is exactly what they did with Clerks 3, yeah, by the way. Like it just so was there. It was just popped up. Um, but if you're a fan of like 
smart but dumb comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so director Greg Matola is oh, fantastic so at he, that. So Greg Matola did super bad, which is perfect dumb but smart comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's like John Hamm. Um, Marsha Gay Harden has this ridiculous oh my God. Yeah, that's right. Italian yeah. accent. So she calls him Flesh the whole movie. <laughs> um, it's and like, and then there are these two cops that are just like baffled at everything. I'm so excited. Um, Annie, Annie Mumolo, who co-wrote Bridesmaids, co-wrote Bible Star, Star, which <laughs> I watched again last night with um, commentary on. Oh my God. Is it Kristen it's, Wiig and it's Annie Mumolo? Annie Mumolo and Jason Greenbaum, the director. Oh, that's It's brilliant. so fucking good. And yeah, they, yeah, yeah. the amount of things that they point out that you're just like, that's hilarious. <laughs> um, she has one major scene that is just comedic chaos. Yeah. It is so good. <laughs> I, I, I just want people to see this film. Yeah, totally. Because um, yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. like not enough people know about it. No, no. But totally, then the yeah, people that yeah. are watching it are like, holy shit, this it's is great. really fucking funny. So friends, friend of the show in a way, but one of the Nova Stream writers, yeah. Andrew, yeah. I remember when he tweeted about it and he was like, holy shit, this is brilliant. Like yeah. this is comedy like, gold. You imagine maybe like two or three years ago, yeah. this goes to cinema and this makes like a hundred million dollars. Yeah, right. Like it's, it was just, it's, it's so, it's so funny. Yeah. And, but it's really like, it's just not in your face funny. Like, it's, and it's, like, yeah. but John, like John Hamm is just like, he's so. People forget he's a comedic genius. He's so like, he just will just have the answer for stuff. And it's so obvious. And he's yeah. like, cause he's just like, no, that's ridiculous. Like yeah, it's yeah. kind of like, it's kind of glass oniony the way that he, right. the way that he, he sort puts of things together. Puts, but yeah, he's yeah. a lot more like, he's a lot more kind of like, he's dry a dumber like, Benoit Blanc. Kind of like, like kind of like, but also winking at the audience. At the right. Same time. Yeah. 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 Um, so like that's just, fun. I just like a genuine, genuine surprise. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll add it to the list. Yeah. My biggest surprise of the year. Now, Recently, I would have said A Man Called Otto, to be totally honest right. with you, right? Yeah. But there was one movie that sort of just, a trailer was released mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah, all right. I know I'm going to go watch that and I'll probably enjoy it because it'll probably be trashy. Then there was news that this movie was initially supposed to be in streaming only. It reacted well with test audiences. So the the company was like, let's put it out in cinemas. I think I know what this movie It comes is. out in cinemas. I watch it opening day. We didn't get a press screening for it in Brisbane. I know exactly what this movie Melbourne is. Melbourne and Sydney did, but and poor I, Brisbane boohoo. I wholeheartedly agree. Went and watched this movie and I watched it with a friend of ours, Josh, from Film Notions, and we sat there. We were literally the only two in the cinema. In fairness, it was like 3 o'clock on a Thursday, but mm. like we were the only, only two in the cinema. We were excited to just have like a fun time getting scared. The trailer was trash. But then Smile be, was fucking incredible. And, like, I remember so I remember seeing the trailer for this yeah. and I tweeted about the trailer just saying, this looks like a takeoff of The Ring yeah. um, countdown, if anybody saw yeah, that. Count, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, it'll be fucking trash. It, it follows but, it. But, like, I'm all oh, for and it. And I was for it too. I remember we were all talking about, oh, like, like, oh, we're just going to have fun with this. Know, this is going to be a trashy um, movie. And I messaged you immediately after yeah. watching. I was like, Pete, it's Fucking yeah. incredible. And then I saw it that like I saw it opening night. Yeah. But my cinema was much more full. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Um continue. It's, 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 saying, it's but like so I, good, I but... completely agree because this everything was against this movie. Oh, absolutely. Like we were going yeah, yeah, yeah. like it was like trailers were average. We were gonna put this on streaming 
initially got good test scoring, but it was like, but sometimes test scores don't always mean. No, exactly. Know. And when a test score for like a streaming movie is like, oh, this is Does really well. good. It like, doesn't yeah, necessarily well, okay. mean they're then going to like. It's good for streaming. Yeah. Doesn't mean that then, then they're then going to like go, you know what? We'll remove that from our streaming service and put it in cinemas. No, That exactly. doesn't always happen. No, no, fucking not um, at all. It did for Smile and thank God, because I think it surprised literally everyone. Everyone. like, And even if people didn't love the movie, they were like, oh, that is better than I thought it was going to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, But I loved it. I thought it was effectively scary. Mm. Sure, I get the criticism of like there is a fuckload of jump scares in this movie. Like this movie is like a jump scare scene. Yeah. Some of them are brilliant well, though. to say it, laptop. Laptop jump scare, probably the most scared I've been in a yeah. cinema this year. Also, the fucking design of this creature. Oh, when it gets to the, so I always go like a horror movie can shit the bed when it reveals a creature at the end, right? But not this it's, one. it's a scary looking thing and then it gets scarier when all of its mouths oh. start opening. Oh, and but even the allegory of, of uh, like- hereditary mental illness and, mm. and how that affects someone and what are just sort of how people outside of the people suffering from mental illness yeah. uh, see things that aren't there, et cetera, et cetera. Like there is a, a lot of stuff going on. I'm not going to say it's like the greatest mystery movie, oh, like no. murder mystery like, film. Yeah. And I don't think it, it hammers like the mental health stuff perfectly, but for a horror movie that sh- arguably should be like pretty trashy from yeah. what, I was pleasantly surprised. And also- I loved it. The trailers didn't really allude to the fact that this is like violent as fuck too. Oh, there is some gore in this movie. I saw this trailer and was like, oh, this will be like PG-13. No. No. But as well, it's not PG-13 because it is horrifying. It is is R in the States. So it's MA here. Oh yeah. And rightfully Um, so. Yeah. yeah. And then, yep. Saucy Bacon. Yes. Or Saucy Bacon, sorry. Yes. Kevin Bacon's daughter, just for people playing at home. Fantastic. Fantastic in this movie. Fantastic in this movie. She is great. Absolutely phenomenal in the film. Uh, Loved little Jesse T. Usher in there as well. My My boy. And Kevin Stacey. And Kyle Gallner. Kyle Gallner. Kyle Gallner. Who's had a a good little horror run this year. He's had a great horror run this year. But he's brilliant in the film too. And even when the movie ends on like, like a tiny bit of tropiness. Mm. I was like, I was like, okay, no, all right, I'll let yeah. this. Well, it's because it like lean, because it like, kind of like doubles, it double, double downs yeah, on yeah, yeah, like, yeah. no, we're not going to let people out of like, this isn't no. a happy ending. No. So there's a part in the, towards the ending of this film that I was like, oh my God, we're, they're going to like, she's yeah. going to be the one to solve. Like, Cause essentially it's like, she's going to destroy the curse. Yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah. of like the ring where it follows. Yeah. And I thought, all right, she's going to And then we thought, oh, my God, we're going to get some really cheap, like, final jumps yet. And but then, it just, like, ends with, like, this will never end. Yeah. And the, and woman, like, and the woman that and, like, and the woman that we have, like, followed, followed this whole, whole film and just been so, like, emotionally invested in yep. gets it's, just, yeah. like, yeah, r- not ripped apart. But, but like, no, she yeah. dies. <laughs> yeah, she so. dies. And then, and then the man that, like, has... Helped her through this whole thing is the cause. Is the next is the like yeah. is the cause of it. Um, oh man! Brilliant. I will just say it was like when I saw the trailer, I didn't realize. Like I probably should have when I saw the trailer, I probably should have gone. Oh, this will probably actually be good because I was not aware initially that it was the adaptation of Laura hasn't Laura slept. hasn't slept, and I was lucky enough to see that in 
2020 through South by Southwest. Right. So okay. I saw a whole bunch of short films. So Parker, Parker Finn, who wrote and directed yeah. Smile, had a short film. A film called Laura Hasn't Slept. All of the short films I saw at South by in 2020 were yeah. fucking incredible. Yeah, yeah. I think two more of them have been on like the. They're getting it yeah. adapted. Yeah, um, totally, yeah, yeah. Laura Hasn't Slept is incredible. Right. It's really, really terrifying. Like it's terrifying yeah, for like cool. its few minutes. Caitlin Stacy is the main character yeah. in that. Who and also pops yeah. up in Smile. And well, the face of Smile, eh? And basically it's like she's in a therapist's um, office talking about that she's having trouble sleeping. And the way that it's played is like is the therapist – real and she's not there or is she there oh. and the therapist isn't real or are they God. like who's like you're sort of yeah. just wondering like who's actually possessed here it's really really well done Shit. so that probably should have tipped me off but yeah. the trailers for smile just didn't make it look, no didn't no. make it look like a 216 million. million dollar movie off of a budget of like oh it would have been like eight 50, eight 20 or 20 or something, something. yeah something I small budget here, but still. um I, that was one that I was looking at going, oh, that did actually surprise me a yeah. lot. But then I thought, you know what? I'm going to give a shout out to Confess, Confess Fletch. I've, absolutely. I'm excited to watch it. Yeah. So biggest surprise. What was your favorite or the best performance of 2022? The best. This was hard. This was tough. Um, but <laughs> this was tough. Again, it went back to one that I saw very, very early in the year. Mm-hmm. And thankfully it was a film that got, um, picked up for theatrical distribution yep. and is now it is now eligible to be nominated at the Oscars. Um, I don't know if it will be. She has been nominated for a Golden Globe for Best Actress in a Musical Comedy mm. um, and I saw it all the way back in January at Sundance and knew that I'd seen something incredibly special with Good Luck to You, Leah Grant yeah. and Emma Thompson. She is brilliant in that movie. It is like there oh, are, that's a good movie. There are a lot of fucking great female performances yeah. this year. It yeah, was yeah. really, really tough. But Kate Blanchett, Michelle Yeoh, um, uh, arguably the cast of Women Talking, which we haven't just, seen yet. Because I think it was because I saw it so early, and it was one that I was like, "Fuck, I want to talk about this film." Yeah, and I was like, "She is." I was like, "That's an like." I was like, "That's an Oscar nominated performance." Um, I'm so I'm really excited that she got nominated for a Golden Globe. Yeah, yeah, totally. That, yeah, yeah, it means the film's like. In, in the conversation, in the conversation. Totally. yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, like I, it's it's really, really sort of stereotypical to say, like, oh, it's such a brave performance. But, but it's like, but this is a woman of a certain age, yeah, who literally bears all. Yeah, totally. But like, like even leading up to that point, yeah. like how she candidly. As her character, obviously, yeah. but also you can tell Emma Thompson's behind yeah. wanting to vocalize this. Yeah. Talking about, you know, a senior sexuality and and self-confidence and and inner love and all those yeah. things outside of sex, because she's talking to a sex worker the whole yeah, time yeah. in and a it's, fantastic performance from Darren O'Connor. Oh my yeah. god. Um but yeah, like it's it's which I then think, obviously leads to the yeah, yeah. literally bearing it on yeah. screen. But know? I think it's like I think it's just a really like it's great that it's such a it's such a, like a sex positive film because it's obviously talking about, mm. it doesn't matter how old you are. Yeah. You're always going to have certain needs and desires yeah. and it's okay to voice them. Absolutely. But then yeah, I yeah, also yeah. like that it's showing that sex workers are not these sort of, like they're not 
these like whores that just yes, want money. Yeah, like, yeah, totally. like, yeah, these yeah, are yeah. people that they have lives of their own. And yep. as he, like, as he says in the film, he genuinely loves what he does because he gets to just meet people, people and yep. he connects with people. And, and it's not always people, yeah. about having sex. No, as he said, he's like, there are some people that he wants to meet and they, they just want him. They just want to go to the movies with him yep. or they just, just want him to, with him, to yeah. hug. He does yep. just want to be held. Yeah. Um, but I think just the fact that she was so open to do this and yeah. like she's hilarious. She's yeah, because she's 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 for very, lack of a word prudish yeah. to start off. So with. she's yeah, like yeah, yeah. I, she's like I want to do. She's like I want missionary. I want she anal. List. She's like I want you to go. She's like I want you to go down on me. I will go, go down, down on you. you. Yeah, like it's yeah. very. She's very methodical. So it's yes, like it's yes, really. Yes. So it's really really beautiful watching her open up and yeah. embrace and, the yeah yeah and then like it. And then the film itself, like, takes a different turn. A bit of a darker, when, not dark, but upsetting turn. Yeah, When totally, she's, yeah. like, when she sort of realises just how much she's invested with Leo mm. and kind of thinks, like, oh, I'm, it's, like, one of those things where you imagine, like, because the sex worker, like, yeah. they feel like they, very open up they about make you not. feel like you're the only person that see, she's probably like, oh, there's a relationship here. And he's like, yeah. no, there's not. No. Because he's very open about not talking yeah. about his life. Ultimately, it's still transactional. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But he's like, but I will make you feel. But it's a, it's a, yeah. it's paying for a fantasy. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which is something that the lines get blurred. Yeah, because then yeah. she's like, oh, I know. Like she finds out more about him. Him um, and against it's like, his will too. Yeah, yeah, and it's like it's really quite devastating. Mm. Um, but just overall, it's just such a, it's really like a beautifully nuanced performance. And this, and the scene of her when she, oh, I'll say before saying that. It's even it's a sex positive movie that never uses sex gratuitously. No, all the sex scenes in the film are fantastic. Yeah, and so well done. And the final sex scene, while definitely played somewhat comedically as mm. well, is kind. Of, it's lovely. It's it's, yeah. it's lovely to watch them. It's yeah, uh, open it's, up and be like, okay, this is this is how we're gonna fuck basically. Because it's essentially yeah, them doing all the positions that, and it's they great. It's, do. it's it's such a rewarding scene. Yeah. but it, and it is played funny. But then. He steps out, Leah Grant steps out, and she steps in front of the mirror, opens her robe, and she's completely nude. And just kind of in front then, of the mirror. But the like the way she touches her body, and yeah. I'm, even I'm like, I'm a 28-year-old man. She's a in her 60s woman. Yeah. I was like, I was like, there's something really beautiful about that being like, oh my God, like there is a, you know, yeah. finally accepting you who That's you it. are and loving yourself. Because like so fantastic. much, yeah, because so much of the movie, she's always like she does like she always is wearing something when they're in bed together and yes, she doesn't yeah, like yeah. any, and obviously like they make look like Leo's body is yeah, insane. Like he's, you know, like, that, but, also, yeah. but obviously it's like, again, that's what she's paying, paying for. for. Um, but, it, and it, it is kind of like ironic that, you know, she's paid for this guy to have amazing sex with her so that she can have an <laughs> orgasm. And yet she achieves an orgasm on her own. Oh, no, yeah. You know, yeah. like he's, he, it's God, like, it's a- Great fucking it's, and movie. Then, yeah, and then as you said, like the final shot of her, she just like standing there and she stands there completely naked and looks at herself, sort of touches her body. And then like you can just see that she's like content. content she's yeah. like- She's happy. Because she's like, yeah, like I've achieved pleasure and I've done it in this yeah. body looking the way I do. Um, yeah, Brilliant it's performance. I'd love to see it sort of jump up in the conversation, but who knows. God, you've got some really happy picks because mine's depressing <laughs> as fuck. So, no. Um, so my runner-up favourite performance was just what I feel like was the return 
of the century. I, as we've found out on the Lost City episode, I'm a huge fan of the Goonies. Um, so when Key, who oh my god, Klan, of course, Klan, yeah, came oh. up in everything, everywhere else once as Raymond. Yeah. God damn, I love him in that yeah. film. But and and he's he's great because he does the action scenes. He's comedically funny, but. It's the line. It's the line that everyone talks about. This movie is uh, like wanna, in an alternative, in another life, I would have loved yeah, to have just done laundry and taxes with, with you. you. Yeah. That the ability for him to be the quirky dad who's like loves his daughter, but he's, you know, he's just a annoying to a, to a teenager, mm. like an annoying, embarrassing dad. Then do the action scenes, but then be this suave, cool motherfucker mm. in this alternative timeline, but then have this like really vulnerable, vulnerable emotionality to it. I was like, he's fantastic. And he's getting a lot of love. I, I feel like, yeah, sure. I'll jump on the hype train and give a fuck. But like, I hope he gets everything that's coming for him. Like in the nicest I, way possible. I want, it's, what is it? A brief yeah, yeah, no, no, please, talk. Please, yeah, yeah. Him and um, for supporting him and Barry Keegan, Keegan from Banshees are my two like. I know Barry. Yeah. Like he's fucking good. He's, yeah. he's so, he's, he's fucking so good. He's so adorable the scene, in that film. The, when he, there goes that dream. Yeah. Oh. Um, I'm just going to, yeah. Um, but I'm, it's one no, of those no, things where it. I'm happy with I get either it. one. And to me, they're the only two. I get it. Like, I don't want anybody else. They're the only two. But I, d- oops, sorry, spread my water bottle over. I was getting real excited um, to talk about this next one. So I, as much as I love that performance and I wanted to when there was one performance that kind of floored me this year. And it floored me within the context of the film is very dark. I think it's a very brooding and uncomfortable and unsettling performance. But when a non-Australian actor nails an Australian accent, I lose my fucking mind. And I'm like, yes. Not that that's the reason he's the best actor, but within the film, Sean Harris in The Stranger is for me the for me that I was like when someone like I loses like, I was like Nitram wasn't released this year. <laughs> yeah. Well exact same sort yeah. of thing. Like I the reason I loved Caleb Caleb Landry Jones last year for Nitram is like the accent's great. But when an actor loses themselves mm. in a role like that and makes me fully believe that they are this despicable human being. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, The Stranger is not an easy movie to watch. It no, is yeah, a Nick, tough movie Nick's to watch. Picks have been pretty fucking dark. That's just me. That's, I'm no, just that's a fair. dark guy. That's fair. Um, <laughs> everyone's dead and everyone's sad. And um, my Tell favorite. Me what do you want me to? My fuck? favorite surprise was a fucking horror film about mental illness. Um, but no, like I get captivated by those things, yeah. and I think I think it's because, and this is my. And this is when I tell people I love Martin Scorsese films and The Departed is my favorite movie of all time. It's because it transports me, transports <laughs> me into a world that I will never be a part of. Yes. And if you can make me really feel like yeah. I'm a part of that world, yeah, then I'm going to. Yeah, let's hope you're never a part of that world. Hey. You'll, I mean, you'll get, I'm going to tell this Marky right. Mark, call me up. I'm just going to say, Nick, you you don't survive that world. <laughs> <laughs> like you end up in a fucking wood I walk into I walk into the drug deals and the gun yeah. deals. I'm like, hey guys, yeah, how yeah. are you going? And they're like, who's this guy? My name's Jim. <laughs> <laughs> like, you see the movie? You see the movie? <laughs> oh my God. Um, and, but the, the stranger did that to me. And, I, mm. and, and as unsettled as I was for like the two hour runtime and as dark and disturbing as it was, Sean Harris just had me from start to finish. Yeah, okay. Joel Edgerton's just as fucking good in that yeah. film. I think Joel Edgerton gives the performance of his career in that wow, movie. Wow, okay. 
And I don't think enough people have seen it to be like, yeah. oh, and I get what if people turn it on and then within the first half hour, they're like, nah, I'm out. Yeah. Not because it's disturbing because it's slow as fuck. Right. But I was captive. I was just engaged the whole time. Yeah. And Sean Harris, and there's these interesting elements for, and for those who don't know what the strangers is about. And obviously the, the subtext of it, there was a, a an abduction yeah, of a child. Definitely hit more in Australia than it was. Absolutely. There was a huge case in Queensland of an abducted child who it was Daniel Morcom, but he's mm. never said it in the film. And it's about the stranger is about Joel Edgerton is the detective who basically goes undercover to befriend, befriend this guy in quotation marks mm. to get him to confess to the murder mm. because he's the lead suspect. So there's this dynamic between like Sean Harris's character and Joel Edgerton's character. Sean Harris really hasn't had a friend before mm. and he doesn't know how to he, interact, interact with them. But he's also, he's also a man obviously with repressed sexuality issues, right. which has probably led him to commit violent acts. And, and, and it's definitely insinuated that he had had right. violent sexual acts committed to, on him. Yeah. Um, and there's a scene where Joel Edgerton's dropping home one night and he grabs Joel Edgerton on the leg and Joel Edgerton does the classic hetero male, like mm. get the fuck off me, all that shit. But to me, I'm like, there was so much pain then in that performance that mm. I was like, for a split second, I was caught off guard and I was like, I feel bad for the guy. And then I was like, no, this cunt killed someone, yeah, like yeah. murdered a boy, molested a boy and killed him. Like yeah. I shouldn't like, but the fact that the movie and his performance makes for a you, split second makes yeah. you do that. I'm like, okay, but now I'm understanding what's happening and why it's happening. And and like all good crime movies that do this, it never justifies why he does it. Yes. But it kind of goes, but we need to understand why Why he does. Yeah. Because we can maybe stop it in the future. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where Sean Harris, I was like, it's a great performance. It's a brilliant performance. Um, I like happy movies, Pete. I'm a very happy guy. No, I'm a very positive man. I can, I can attest to the fact that Nick is, (laughs) he's a very happy guy. I smile all the time, but when a, when a movie that is deplorable, sick and yeah. twisted is done well, I'm like, that, all, yeah. I, that to me, I think is the hardest thing to pull off. Yeah. So no, that's fair. That. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to hear what your favorite fucking movie is. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's start happy then. Pete. No, no. <laughs> Pete, the final question for this little segment mm-hmm. before we get into the juicy part of the show. What is your favorite film? What is the best film for you for 2022? So because to me, yes, Favorite and best True. are two separate things. And what was the question I asked? You asked, what is your favorite? What is your best movie? You said both just then. Okay, I did. Yep, I remember. So, and you know what? You, okay. you know what? You've had two answers for everything, so That's I'm allowed so true. to. So, I mean, I think technically it was your best movie. Was that the technical question? The, okay, let's do both then. Yeah. Let's do both. So, Fucking shocker. Shocker my that your fa- favourite movie. My, yeah. Can you guess what it is? Uh, is it? Uh, I was going to say something funny, but I couldn't come up with anything, yeah. so it's Scream. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So my favourite movie. I'm like, what would be a good is, thing to say? Is Scream. Scream. Um, I don't need to go on anymore about why, because I've already fair. done enough. That's completely um, But to me, the best movie, and yep. look, this year I've seen some fucking great movies. Yeah, yeah. And I've given out five stars to a decent amount of films. Actually, and so have I. I think I've given out the um, most five stars I have ever. But, and it was really, really difficult to pick yep. one, but this is one that I saw and immediately was like, I love this. I love this so much. Yep. Um, and you know what? 
in a year where you've got everything everywhere all at once, yeah. Top Gun Maverick, yeah, and Cha Cha Real Smooth. Oh, fucking love no, Cha Cha Real Smooth. Like yep. After Sun, great yep. fucking movies. Um, but Banshees of Inisherin. It is a brilliant it's so fucking movie. Fucking, it's a brilliant good. Sorry, it's a brilliant feckin' movie. It's a, yeah, it's yeah, a feckin' it's a feckin' great, great movie. Feckin' great movie. Um, Martin McDonough just is. Yeah, he just there's no like, dude. Like you just he you're is just, like even Seven Psychopaths is, is it, fucking yeah, brilliant. In Bruges, Seven Psychopaths, Three Billboards. Banshee's been a Sharon. That is a Man fucking is four for four. run. Man is four for four. Um, and you know what's great? He's yeah. like, I would make more movies, but I'm lazy. Like he said that. And you I was what? just like, I'm okay with this. But then he's like, but if we only get like, if it takes another five years, five years to make the movie. I'm okay with I'm right. that. Because you know what? Great. You're getting Colin Farrell as Oscar. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm putting it out there. Deservedly Colin Farrell so. is winning best actor. Barry Keegan is a fucking hot Commodity for supporting. Carrie Condon. Carrie Condon is not getting talked about enough and it's criminal. But she's winning pretty much. She's winning like all the. She's winning a lot. At the moment, Carrie Condon and Jamie Lee Curtis seem to be the two that are. Jamie Lee for everything, everyone. Ever, all at once. And, but yeah. everyone's like, it should be Stephanie. Yeah. Yes. Stephanie Sue, definitely. But I also think. Carrie Condon wins that. To oh, be honest yeah. with you. Um, I'm, I, I'm also. It's not going to happen. I would love Dakota Johnson. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to happen because she's for, for for Cha Cha real smooth. Oh, for Cha Cha, not the other one she did. Though. Oh, am I okay? Yeah, yeah. She was great in that. But, but Cha Cha, I was like, that's that's a supporting actress. I'm role, so upset yeah. that I haven't had Cha Cha in any of my and these things. Yeah. But like, I fucking love that yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, I would love it if Janelle Monae pops up in there. Yeah, totally. And yeah. it's a possibility now. Oh, absolutely, it is. And I said it when we first saw it. Kiki Palmer. Yeah, I know. I fucking love Kiki um, Palmer. Nope. Yeah, but. Aside from all of that, banshees, banshees. Um, I, yes, I was one of like. I'm gonna sound like such a dick by saying it, but I was like, I'm one of the first people in the world. But to you see were though. It. But I was because so, right. I saw it at you Toronto, it. and the it. reaction was electric. Yeah. Like that was a movie that just people were just like, it got everybody. In. Totally. Like, we like laughed. Like we laughed. There was like the fact that it just for so much of this film, it's like this kind of. Kind of sort of happy, yeah. sort of Irish this comedy funny drama. funny little like, like oh, oh it's the, like best friends breaking yeah, up. Yeah, and he's like, well, he's like, I just don't like you anymore. But you like me, yes. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And Colin Farrell, like he's so, he's so sweet yeah. and he's just so, he doesn't understand. And then when it, when um, Brendan Gleeson's like, for every time you talk to me, I'm going to cut off one of my fingers. You're like, like, ha, ha, and that's, you're like that's, that's fucked. And that's then fucking weird. And then in the film themselves, like, he's just like, don't you just want to talk to him just to see if he does it? And I'm like, and I'm like that's what I would that's do. Yeah, I was like, sure, like, like him out fucking go bluff. right ahead, cut your finger. Um, so it gets, and so then it just gets dark. <laughs> yeah. Barry Keegan's his story is fucking tragic. Like oh. it's, it's like it's heartbreaking. There goes um, that dream. That fucking line kills me. Um, it's just a, It's so well made. It's so well written. It's so funny. It's so sad. I. It's perfect. Please, 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 please see this. It's in film. cinemas now in Australia Day. Um, uh, in, in Australia. In Australia. Day. Oh, Boxing Day came out in cinemas, so um, it's in Australia. It's. Go see um, it. I feel. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be nominated for a lot. Yeah. And as I said, Colin Farrell, like, he has that Oscar. I will put yeah. money. I will put money on it that he is winning. Cool. Very yeah. nice. I'm going to piggyback off you for best. I also believe Banshees. It's between Banshees and After Sun for me, 
Banshees, though, I think I had a more overall enjoyable, enjoyable experience. experience. Yeah, yeah. And I think tech, like, while After Sun is a brilliantly made film, there are technical aspects of Banshees of Inner Sharon that are, are phenomenal. Yeah. And the way it's shot, the way it captures the Irish landscape, it's a beautiful movie to look at. It is two brilliant lead oh performances God. and then outstanding supporting performances. The music is great. Oh, so good. And it's all the subtle moments. It's when it's when it, Martin McDonough has a really brilliant way of saying a lot by saying little. Mm-hmm. When yeah. Colin Farrell's walking home and he looks across the channel that their island is off and, and hears the civil war happening mm. in Ireland and he's like, God bless and good luck to you boys, whatever you're fighting about. Mm. And you kind of go, fuck, like that's just a whole can of worms about yeah. war and like what Martin McDonough views as, as what could have been a stupid fucking war. In one line of dialogue from a from what is arguably like a simpleton sort of guy. Oh yeah, like there's they, he's a doughy they, dude. They, yeah, but like, like he's like his best friend point. is his best friend is Jenny the donkey. Yeah. Oh my god, best donkey performance in 2022. <sighs> so great. Um. So I'll back. I'll piggyback aside off from that. aside from Theo James and White Lotus. Ayo. Ayo. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it was, it was it was a prosthetic, but that's okay. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh. Well. <laughs> because again, okay, sidebar on that too. Because Rhiannon watched Time Traveler's Wife apparently gets his dick out a fair bit in that too. Oh, I haven't seen that. Like, but he he had like he he said it was, he a, prosthetic. Said it was a prosthetic. I mean, in fairness, I mean, well, like did. for the show, it makes sense like, that it's yeah, a prosthetic. Yeah. Um, anyway. Fuck White Lotus. God, great show. Um, so yeah, that's me. But my favorite this. movie of twenty twenty. You got this. <laughs> Such a wild fucking ending. My favorite movie of twenty twenty two was Top Gun. I, yeah, yeah, I knew that was coming. Of course, I I was excited for this movie in twenty twenty. When we, my, when, when we were meant to see it. When we were meant to see it. It was my phone wallpaper for all of 2020 and like half of 2021. Yeah. And then I was like, this movie's never fucking coming out. <laughs> yeah. I was like, just put it on Paramount Plus. Just put it on VOD. I'll watch it at home. I, I, I needed Top Gun Maverick because that trailer excited me so much. Thank God oh, that thank didn't happen. God, Paramount were the- They just- They were the pioneers of, of original They stuck to their fucking guns year. and they were rewarded big time with oh. 1.4 million, billion at the box. Office. <laughs> 1.4 <laughs> million. <laughs> 1 million yen. Um, so I was- Nick, uh, this is 2022. <laughs> A million dollars doesn't exist. <laughs> 1.4 billion dollars. But- Yeah. But, and, and that's not just because- how exciting of an action film it was and how revolutionary it's going to be for action as well with psycho frontman Tom Cruise and his death wish posse just egging him on to do shit. It's also a great romance story with him and Jennifer Connelly. So good. Also, great, I'll just say it's age-appropriate romance age story. Of, yeah, right, which is brilliant. But then the relationship between him and Rooster, oh. who is Goose's son, is fantastic. Miles Teller. Miles Teller is oh, brilliant in the that, film. That must that little mustache did something to me. Obviously, I'm a, I think it did a lot for a lot of people. <laughs> um, and obviously, as people you may may or not know, PG thirteen movies get two uses of fuck. Right. Yes, they um, do. Before it goes to an R in the states, Which this is this just one, the stupidest stupid rule. rule but, but, anyway. but this movie uses one, and it is the best use of mm-hmm. fuck is when the Russian, sorry, nondescript country, <laughs> man, nondescript Eastern European country in icy landscape that looks like Russia, Rip me, does this like fucking move where it goes like vertical and like star fishes back somehow. And Miles Teller just goes, what the fuck was that? Is that I've la- I laughed every time I heard that line, but it's, it's just such an exciting movie that is genuinely like in a Hollywood blockbuster way, emotionally moving. Yeah. There's an authenticity to it. 
And I know Tom Cruise says all the time, he's like, I wasn't going to make Top Gun 2 until I really liked the script. Mm. And I was like, you picked the best fucking story. Mm -hmm. And if that's the last Top Gun movie we get, I'm more than okay with it. More than okay with it. Sure, we could try and continue Rooster's storyline, but I'm also like, uh, I think man, like this is gold. Yeah. Like I'm happy to just keep going back and rewatching yeah, Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. The 4K disc enhances, it has IMAX enhanced mode or whatever the fuck they call it. So the aspect ratio it enhances mm. in the action scenes. So if you've got a nice big TV and a good sound system, it, it is a good watch at home. Which also, which it also does for Nope. It does for, and it's brilliant for yeah. Nope because that whole like last third is in yeah. IMAX and it's fucking brilliant. So. Top Gun Maverick was my favorite movie which, of 2022. Yes, which is, it's in my t- top five. I gave it a five stars I and am. I do not regret giving no, it No, I'm stars. the same. Like it really, like, and like, yeah, it does. There's a few like cheesy things about it, but it, it lean, but it leans into like, it. it's aware of that. It's and like it's, authentic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like it never, yeah. And it's like, it's what I loved about it was that because you had people that were like, I don't like, I don't like Tom Cruise. Doesn't fucking matter. No. I haven't seen the first movie. Doesn't, doesn't fucking, fucking matter. matter. Like, oh, but I'm not. I'm not like a big action fan. Doesn't, doesn't fucking, fucking matter. Because I was like, this matter. movie, like, it's funny. It's romantic. It's just, it's exciting. It's, it's oh. it, like it. Like it has stuff for the girls. It has stuff for the guys. It has stuff for the gays. Like <laughs> it's like it's like it was genuine. Every demographic. Like, and it was covers. like honestly, like this. People sort of joke about like, oh, it's the movie that saves. Like it absolutely it saves cinema. Fucking, like I know Spider Man did incredibly well too, but that was almost a given. It was like. Yeah. Like the modern blockbuster that's not a superhero movie is that dead. Yeah. Top Gun Maverick said, fuck no, because if it's yeah. good, it's going to be great yeah. and people are going to watch it. Yeah. So fucking And good. also, and it was just the kind of thing, like Paramount were like the- Who've had a stellar like year. a really big studio that were like, they through that 2020 and 2021 had very few titles. So they only, they didn't release anything in 2020. So they had A Quiet Place- Two in 2021. Which was meant to be 2020. Yes, yeah. One of their titles, um, which I forgot the name of it, but it had um, Kumar Nanjiani. Lovebirds. Lovebirds. That was sold to Netflix. That sold to Netflix. Coming to America sold to Prime. (laughs) And then um, their other films, they basically sat on and waited. Yes. Because they were like, Top Gun Maverick, they were like, we know this movie is... Is they big. went ahead and filmed Scream. They filmed Scream. Jackass. Jackass Forever. 4. Jackass 4 was um, started filming, shut down, then came back yep. and then actually incorporated COVID into it quite well. And then The Lost City was filmed during COVID. Yep. Um, and then we had Sonic the Hedgehog 2, which I think was that? I think it was pushed back. Pushed back. Well, obviously they had to change. The, oh, no, that was the first one. That was one the first one. one. But then, so you had those films and then. They've had a stellar you know, January Scream. Makes over a hundred million dollars. February, February Jackass makes over a hundred million dollars. March is Lost City, Lost City, and Sonic, and Sonic. Yeah, yeah. Because Lost, oh, Lost City was April. Sorry, yeah, yeah. But both movies over a hundred million dollars, and then Top Gun, a billion dollars, one point four billion. And the rest of the year has been kind of quiet for Paramount. They haven't. They had. Anything... They had Paw Patrol, oh, yeah, which stayed in the top ten in I Australia did not watch for that. a very long time. And they had and, something. Had some, no, it was oh, they, no, they had Smile. Smile, which, which we didn't you know, get some. But obviously that was a massive And then hit. Babylon's their next one, which Babylon, is kind of where, you know, we're not going to be a part of that conversation. No, because um, we haven't seen it yet. So, um, Or have we? Or have we? Mm. Mm. Maybe we have. Maybe we, <laughs> we haven't. haven't. Maybe we can't say. Maybe we won't say. Um, but maybe we haven't. Or maybe we have. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe we're talking to people and maybe we're maybe not. Maybe we're not. Well, we don't know. But maybe we are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, I wholeheartedly agree with Top, Top Gun, Gun Maverick. Maverick. Um, 
it's a stellar this, fucking this, like, movie. And this is one of those things when people like talk about, oh, 2022 was like shit. No, it fucking wasn't. It was, dude. There was amazing was fucking shit. Film. It was because you didn't get off your fucking ass and didn't go to the cinemas. Yeah. And you wait for everything to go to Netflix There's or whatever. There's a fucking reason why my rest of 2022 watch list is just sitting on my phone, not getting watched because it is all streaming titles. I don't yeah. care for. Yeah. Everything that is really, really fucking good came out in cinemas. Yeah. Except for like cha-cha real smooth. Yeah. Which I mean, technically had like festival releases, but like, you know, you know, went to streaming. Yeah. But like predominantly the good shit was in cinema. Cinema was, should have gone yeah, out. To cinema see was not this wasteland that I think no. people think it is. No, absolutely. Fucking um, and it's just really shit that, as you said, like even though Nope did really, really well. Yes. It's shit that people are like now being like, Oh, now that it's streaming, I'm like, I you, get should, it now. you shouldn't, you shouldn't, like, have, you shouldn't have waited. It should, it's a, it's a movie literally about spectacle. Yeah. That needed to be seen on the big screen. Yeah. But anyway. that's neither here nor there. No. But that wraps up 2022. In, in re- review. Dos or dos dos. Dos, dos, dos. In dos, review. In review. So what I will do is segue yes. into a little question that we asked our many, many uh, followers. Mm. We asked, naturally, what naturally. they thought was the their favourite film of 2022. Yes. And we got... A shitload of responses. So thank you all. Yeah, thank Thank you you so much. much. It's nice to know that you actually give a shit. I'm firing off a couple of quick ones. And and, and these are movies, firstly, we didn't mention and not because if we didn't mention doesn't mean we didn't like them Mm. because we liked them a lot but um, or didn't get a chance to see because despite what people think, we don't get a chance to see everything. No. But on Twitter, Mm. I have here... Nadine and Omesh both said The Quiet Girl, and I've heard a lot of good things about yes. this film. I haven't seen it, yes. but I've heard a, a um, brilliant things yeah, about this n- movie. N- yes. Uh, and Movie Moose said Fire Island. Ah. Which is a great movie. Great movie. Great, great Again, movie. Again, very, very happy that I saw that in the cinema. Absolutely. How about you, Pete? Any uh, any, any well, fun ones there? Uh, ones that – so everything that I have in front of me – Mostly have been mentioned. Um, my friend Dan- Danielle, mm. uh, she did say nope. She also said Triangle of Sadness. Yes, I do have Triangle of Sadness on um, here. I also well. have my friend Eugene. Um, he said the Batman or Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Oh, very. Um, and then he also gave Do- me he also gave me his worst, which I was oh, like, yeah? I was like, I don't agree with worst. Okay, hit, hit me with it. Uh, just- Beast. Yeah, I don't think it was the worst. No. I actually think it was actually a pretty well-crafted yeah. film. But um, hey, everyone entitled to your opinion. And On Batman, I will yes. say, while we're on Batman, though, I've got uh, Nick Wright with Batman, Con the Frog with Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my God, so many people with Batman. Batman. Uh, Pretentious Film Club and Mike Gambaro. There you go. Friend of the show. Um, film Focus Productions, our, yes. our great friends. Good friends, shout out. Um, they said Poison Boots. Really? So part of me is like, is that a meme? Or is I was that, like, are you being serious? I mean, I know that they film could be, was incredible. It was fucking great. But and if it was, more power to you. you. Yeah, but Jake, if you're pulling our leg, yeah, pretty funny. Um, um, who else? So, um, Seth, who runs um into screens, who yep. I met in Sydney, he said scream. No, nice, so I'm like, nice. yeah, so that, winning, winning on with you there. I um, guess running on the horror train. Yeah. I'll jump in there. We've got. Uh, 
our friend of the show, but also legally my sister. Uh, Sophie did say, Soph, 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 Soph. Uh, the menu and the black phone. Ooh, she had in there as, she's, as some of her picks. Good taste. Uh, Tim Ifland. Oh, yeah. Popcorn Podcast. Yeah. Massive friend of the show. Also had the menu. There you go. So horror is coming out in force I mean, this say, year. The menu is a fucking good movie. Great movie. Um, Blake, who we is yes. one of our little- Brisbane friends. Little Brisbane friends. No, but- it's a, it's a, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think anybody younger than me is a little. Um, he said after sun. Yeah, as I think that's going to pop out a lot of Aussies lists next year. Um, so in uh, Toronto, I randomly <laughs> met this met this guy Lloyd yeah, yeah, one yeah. night who I was I had I had been drinking <laughs> um, watermelon <laughs> and I was getting pizza. Um, he walked past me and he was like, "That pizza looks really good." And I was like, "It's really fucking good" because I was quite <laughs> intoxicated. And then you became um, best friends forever. And then he was just sitting in the pizza place eating pizza, and I was like, "Fuck it, I don't want to eat pizza by myself." Yeah. So I sat down next to him and I was like, "I'm going to eat pizza with you." And then when he found out I was there for the film festival, we started talking about films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he became like a buddy whilst I was at the film festival the film. because he like wasn't part of the film festival, right. but he would be yeah, like, yeah, do you yeah. want to go out drinking? And I'm like, yes, please. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he stayed in contact and basically anything I put up about a film, he's like, I really want to see this or I've heard good things. So Fuck yeah, Lloyd. Really cool. So thank you, Lloyd. So he said tar. Okay. And he was like, Kate will get the Oscar. Nice. Well, Alistair, editor in chief at Nova Stream, but also mm. our friend and co-host of our other podcast, Pop Culture Essentials. Also said Tar. Yep. Sean Taylor, good friend of ours uh, from New Farm Cinemas, also said Tar um, in there as so well. So another friend of mine, Jordan, who used to run um, Palace Cinemas here in Brisbane. Oh, yeah, yeah. And no, has, I'm gone, yeah, has yeah. gone down to Sydney. She yep. said Tar. Nice. Um, another film that we have mentioned that is getting the love. So a, a follower called Schlocky Horror. Yeah. Um, his name is actually Paul. Hey, Paul. Um, he's, 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 he's a good bloke. Um, he said, being a horror fanatic, my fave horror film is Speak No Evil. Wow. Okay, I've heard so much about but this movie. I he need to said watch it. the best experience he had in the cinema, Top Gun Maverick. And you know what? That pops up a fair bit here. Reedy10000 on Instagram, Top Gun Maverick. We also have Real Dave Brown who had Top Gun in there. He also listed a couple of um, uh what are they called honorable mentions. He had Barbarian, Nope, oh, Kimmy, Barbarian. Hustle, and X. Hey, I keep forgetting well. that X was this year. I know, right? So Mental. long ago. Um, C. Caris or Caris could be. Uh, sorry, on Instagram had Top Gun in there as well. So mm-hmm. Top Gun getting a lot of a uh, lot of shout outs. Lot of and uh, my friend Wayne, who Wayne. is an actor, who was in the film Death Drop Gorgeous. Ah, fantastic! Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he said Great everything. Movie. He said everything everywhere all at once. I've got. Plenty on here. Yeah. Too Long Didn't Read. Uh, Brian at uh, Too Long Didn't Read Movie Reviews had that. Uh, Ashley, Movie Watching Girl on Instagram, also had Everything Everywhere all at once. Uh, Bliss Skies, I believe his name's Caleb. I've spoken to him before. Yeah. Uh, and he said that should be the only option, which <laughs> hey, fair point, fair point. Uh, it is a great, great fucking movie. Um, Richard Houlihan, our friend Houlihan on Hollywood, Banshees of Inner Sharon. Yay. Uh, Darren Movie Reviews, good friend of mine from Canada, Fablemans. Yeah, uh, Kier's uh, review, Cha Cha Real Smooth. Yes. Some fucking bangers, guys. See, proof. Proof. 2022 cinema was fucking good. Jamie Yu. Ah, yes. Sean, fellow writer uh, and podcaster at Novastream Network. Mm. Ah, ah, ah. Triple R. There you go. I've watched the first hour and it is pretty, pretty fucking great. Yeah. Bris Bannister, Woman King. 
Yep. Which is a pretty damn good pick. That definitely. Um, yep. Bryn Bob Bang on Insta, bros. Yes. Which is a fucking oh my God. The best comedy I of the year. I feel like it's kind of criminal that we haven't mentioned bros. bros. Um, it's so good. It's so fucking it's so good. good. It's such a shame that that film just. Yeah. Everyone just ignored it. Emla Gold 19 on Instagram, mm. Bullet Train. And you know what? I had a lot of fun. I had a lot with of fun Train. with Bullet Train. I had a lot of fucking fun with Bullet so Train. So much fun. And I think just scrolling through, I mean, our friend Hagen, I think he's fucking pulling my leg. I think he's having a little fun with what we're doing. He wrote Pinocchio, not the Guillermo del Toro right. version. You know what? Fuck you. You know Hagen. what? I don't have fucking time for this, Hagen. You already, you already know. Shit. You already know how I feel about you. I don't have time for this <laughs> shit, Hagen. Uh, Dylan Anson wrote Phantom of the Open, which I actually thought was a really fun really, movie. Again, great interviews. Great interviews, for interviews we film. did for that was fucking brilliant. And to round everything out, uh, Schmiller's movie reviews, but also my brother Sam, shout out Sam, both put All Quiet on the Western Front. Ah, uh, yes. Which is fantastic. Yeah. It is a fucking brilliant which movie. Which a lot of people are going to apparently saying like doesn't seem to be getting pushed in the best foreign language which is film, which is crazy. Yeah. Cause it is, it is an outstanding, albeit bleak film, but yeah. it, is, it is so well made. So that, I mean, like you said, if you say 2022 is a bad year in cinema, that is one of the most eclectic lists and roundups of films. Thank you all so much for sending in yeah. your suggestions, but it just goes to show that firstly, everyone has, insanely wildly differing opinions. Yeah. But no one really has a bad opinion unless you're Hagen and you liked the non Pinocchio. <laughs> and if you did like that Hagen, oh, fuck man, I'm you know sorry. What? I don't know what to do. Yeah. I mean all hope power, is lost. Like power to you, hey. I guess. But um thank you for finding yeah. gold in the shit. Yeah. Um <laughs> because apparently he knows the difference <laughs> between the chocolates and the shit. <laughs> But no, thank you all for sending those suggestions in. Honestly, um, it just shows me and Pete how much or how many of you out there support the show yeah. uh, and listen to us. And thank and you. have mostly really good taste in films. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll definitely need to be watching The Quiet Girl and I've got to finish Triple uh, R before mm. the end of the year by the yeah. sounds of it. So uh, what a wonderful bloody list. <laughs> now, as teased in the last episode. Oh, I love it. And tease. as teased to each other. We have a secret question. Mm. Pete has written a question for me. I've written a question for Pete. Oh, that's to good. To wrap up. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I came prepared. <laughs> Fucking finally, right? So we did say it could be film related or not film related. Yeah. I will say mine is film related. Mine is semi-film related. related. Yeah. Should we flip my phone because I don't have a coin on me? Oh, right. And see who goes first. Oh, I'm not flipping my actual phone. No, I'll flip my phone. Oh, It's fine. I'll just flip it on the floor. Um, Do you want screen side or camera side? I want screen side because it's Nick's face. Oh, stop it. It's It's camera side. So it's Nick's Which means I go first. first. Now, I'm not going to say this is the best question in the world. No, I don't think mine is going to be amazing either, but it's just fun fun to know. It's fun to know. So my question for you, Pete. It means we don't have time to like... Prepare our Prepare, Exactly. So this yeah. is off the cuff. Mm. This is off script. Babe. Fuck it. We'll do it live. <laughs> Peter Gray. Nick LeBarro. Is there or has there ever been a movie? Yeah. That has been incredibly personally offensive to you. Ooh. That's a good fucking question. Thanks, Pete. 
personally offensive to me. And like, um, did you, if you've walked out of it or you watched it at home and you're like, what the fuck is um, And And I'll say this. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a movie that was like maybe offended you because you're gay, Pete. I will say that. <laughs> I will say that. You just had to say I it. I had to say you? it because I'm assuming people out there will be like, well, that's why he's asking. Yeah. Like just something that you were just like, no. No. Nah. Um, I've only ever walked out of one film and I think I spoke to you about that. I'd, I walked out of Tusk. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, the same screening of um, all those years You know ago. what? A film that I found incredibly offensive and it wasn't until I rewatched it yeah. for um, 10 years on. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was probably because I I don't know if maybe if I was just, I'm just an angrier person now. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think because it just played on what, and I'm going to, it's it's going to be a gay thing. Yeah, no, no, totally, totally. And I think it's played on what straight audiences think gay people want or maybe what older gay audiences think gay people want. I don't know. Yeah. Sex in the City too. Yeah. Okay, fair. Yeah. Like, fuck all the way off. Yeah. Like, it was like, oh, Liza Minnelli. Oh, like, oh, the men are all, like, Kim, it's, it's, it's so fucked. It's such fucked. a pandering yes, movie. Like, yeah, yeah. And then like belittlingly pandering, oh, and like, condescendingly and like, I get why, like I get why Kim Cattrall was like, I didn't want to do this movie. Because yeah, yeah, like totally. her character is just like, she's so sex mad, but there's nothing behind it. It's just yeah, like, oh, let's totally. just have her want to have sex with like all of these hot dudes. I'm like, I get it. Who doesn't want to have sex with a hot dude? Nick doesn't, but I do. I mean, um, I get it though. I, but, when, when a dude's hot, I'm like, I get yeah. it. I get and why it's people like, want to fuck and they, it. And they put though, and they, pack those films full of good looking people. Yeah. But it's just like, you know, there are other, other people, people in, in the world. world. And when you film a movie like that in Dubai. Yeah. Right. And you have like Abu Dhabi or something. Abu Dhabi. I, can't remember. I think it's, yeah. I remember watching the movie yeah. for the show, but I don't Dubai, remember. Dubai, Abu Dhabi, movie. one of them. Yeah. But well, that sounds really bad. Me saying one of them, but it's, <laughs> it's one of the same. It, um, it's literally a city in the country. Yeah. But like, then you have like the women there, and they're all like done up with like designer clothes underneath everything. And like yeah. Sarah Jessica Parker like yeah. shows off her. It's and it's so it's just Yeah, no, I get it's it. It's so fucking stupid. It's it's literally it's dumb. like this is not what gay men want. Like I yeah. don't give a shit that Liza Minnelli is performing. Yeah, I like, know. I, yeah, we're not. We're not all of us are. It's an interesting like, thing you say yeah. about the about whether it's like an older gay man out of touch because obviously Darren Star yeah. wrote the film who is a gay man himself. Yeah. But like, I don't know what you mean. It's like Sex in the City was so good, the show, right? The show was good. Like I, I'd actually really like to rewatch it because I know that there are a lot of problematic things now. But because obviously like basically yeah, totally, so, yeah. like Sarah Jessica Parker's like bisexuality doesn't exist and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but also in saying that like everything, everything the else, content, the everything connotation. From, like, everything from the 90s basically. Yeah. Well, like before 2010 yeah. really yeah, um, or even still. But the show was like, the sh- it was like the show really like had this positivity and had this like, it took sexuality in directions that we weren't expecting it to and yeah. showed like people's people are into taboo shit. Yes. Yeah, you know? totally. Yeah, Whereas yeah, these yeah. movies just like dumbed everything down. Yeah, it's yeah. just like, oh, she's horny for the sake of being horny. I'm like, yeah. no, like Kim Cattrall was like, she had like a lesbian relationship in the film because she was exploring that side of yeah, her. Yeah. She had sex with, it was like she was having sex because she's like, I'm sick of men being able to do it. 
Yeah, why can't it not? Eyes and I was like, that was awesome. She was just having sex with whoever she wanted and she was doing it safely. Yeah. Like she was falling, like she was like making sure she didn't get hurt. Yeah. And then we're always just like, oh, she does have a, like, it was just like, just, they just took everything that we had like really respected. Yeah. Yeah. And they just sort of were like, and they just broke it in half. And and they were like, let's just make a movie that looks appealing and has like hot people in it and like, Weird dance number. It was just, I just remember watching that going, yep. I'm so fucking angry that this is what maybe straight people think gay people, gay people do. are into or yep. whatever. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. That's a good answer. Yeah. That's a great fucking answer. Pete, what's your question for me? Well, I've related it to like this that, year. Yeah, no, 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 please, no, no, no. That's fine. So no, that's okay. We have done some, obviously we've done some great interviews this year. Thank you. So I'm not asking, <laughs> so I'm not asking what is your favorite. I'm not going to ask what your the, your favorite interview is. Okay. Yeah, I'm yeah, going to yeah, ask yep. you what is one moment during an interview that's your favorite? Oh, fuck. Okay. Oh, shit. I have so many that just, yeah. Like obviously the first one that comes to my head mm. normally should be that one. So I'm going to do the one that first came. Yeah. To my yeah. Head. I was, I was actually kind of nervous for this interview. Mm-hmm. Somewhat because of the person and their no, like notoriety just as a, as a person, but also sometimes with interviews. I reckon I know who it is. I think you know who it is. Um, but it was also someone who I love as a filmmaker and someone whose movies I grew up on. Yeah, yeah I know who it is. And it was an interview we did for, well, I did for Ambulance yes. with director Michael Bay. Yes. And... Once I was in the room and I, I do what I do for most interviews where I'm talking to someone and, and this isn't me trying to like, when I do this, I'm not trying to distinguish like an eliteness or anything. Yeah. yeah. But like for someone who I really respect, I will call them sir or ma'am. Yeah, absolutely. So I said, Mr. Bay, sir, how are you today? And he's like, no, 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 no. And I went, oh God, I fucked it already. Yeah. He's like, call me Michael or Bay, oh, yeah. not sir, not mister. And I was like, Michael, I'll call you Michael. And he's like, all right. And I was like, oh, fuck, okay, I'm back here. Like in a split second, I was like, I died and came back. Yeah. (laughs) But I spoke to him and and I know you do this as well. Um, I use the first like 30 seconds or so to talk about how this filmmaker has been a part of my life or something. Um, I have a different answer for what my favorite part of that is. We're not like, I was just saying, we we don't like, we don't like sucking. We don't brown nose for the sake of it. I was like, a lot of the the people that we talk to is because we're actually like super excited. And even if it's like someone we don't necessarily know, but we've seen the film, we'll be like, we loved this, what you did in this. And that usually makes them like incredibly appreciative. Yeah. So it's like, I, I mean, having, seeing Nick's interviews and read, reading Nick's interviews and knowing Nick. Yes. Yeah. I was I mean, like, I'm well. like, I know that like. It comes it, from a place of yeah, sincerity. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 And so I was talking to him about how me and my brother grew up on bad boys too. And we, and we love the bad boys films. And then I asked a few questions about ambulance. We were talking and then he answered a question and then he stopped and he's like, you really look like someone who could quote bad boys. Like you look like someone who really loves my movies. And I went, I fucking am. Like yeah. I really totally am. And to have, someone who I respect a lot. I know he's a divisive filmmaker and I know he doesn't make always great movies, yeah. but they were movies that for me and my brother growing up were formative and we fucking loved them. Yeah. We love Michael Bay movies. And I understand how silly they are. Also, sidebar, ambulance, ambulance is fucking really fucking brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> Ambulance is great. Um, to have someone who I respect that much almost compliment me mm. for something that does mean a lot to me, I was like, that's fucking brilliant. Yeah. Sidebar on that one. 
when I do the usual intro sort of little bit for them, the most meaningful one in regards to that mm. was when I talked to Baltasar Kormakor for mm. the director for uh, Beast. Yeah, yeah. And we were lucky enough to talk to him twice this year. We talked yep. for the trailer drop and and when the movie came out. And I spoke to him about, um, I don't think I've ever talked about this on the podcast before, so I'll slightly context. So my dad is severely mentally ill. He has a severe bipolar disorder, not really like involved in his life anymore. Like mm. we're, we're quite separated from that. But when I was like 16, 17, 18, we would go to the movies a fair bit. Mm. And we saw one of my, just one of those random memories that pop in. I was like, oh yeah, I really, I remember seeing Contraband with dad. Mm who is directed by Bounce Star Core. So I, I, I said to him, I was like, you know, like I went to movies with my dad a lot. My dad is, you know, unfortunately quite mentally ill and I don't see him much now, but one of my fond memories is, is actually going to see one of your films. So I was like, I really want to thank you for being, you know, your movie has been a, a significant part of my life. Mm. And he was like, look, I'm in that process now. He talked about how important mental health is, but he's like, I'm in that process now of, of showing movies to my son and, and how important that is. So I really appreciate you saying that. Then when the movie came out, we mm. spoke about the film. I was like, the first thing I asked was like, has your son been able to see this film yet? And it was a really candid answer. He was like, it, it's so, he said it was really annoying because I really wanted him here at the premiere, but there was like a visa issue and yeah. stuff. Like we couldn't get them in time, um, but I'm really excited to show him the film. And yeah. it loosens them up for the interviews or to show yeah. that you really care, but to like have a really meaningful moment like that. And then also in the Michael Bay interview, I was like, it makes it so worth it. Pete and I are not, people or journalists who are trying to like, we want good answers so we can firstly have like good headlines. People will click and we want to make the interviews good, Yeah, yeah, yeah. but we're not out to like cut people down or like bring people, you know, or no. like expose people or like talk about we things. Don't, we don't like, we, we don't care like we're not, who they're dating. Like we don't for like care. We're like Buzzfeed. Yeah. We don't care like, about that. Like, we don't care about their personal life. Not that essentially. dude from BBC like, who's like, yeah, shit at what he does. Like not well, Ali Plum, the, the other dude yeah, yeah. who fucked off Quentin Tarantino um, that one time. Yeah, well, like we, because it's like we love film. Yeah, and a lot of the time, you know, and look, the films that we see for interviews, yes, yeah, sometimes we don't like. Yeah, but Jurassic we'll, World Dominion, but we'll, ne- but we'll never actually like. We're obviously never going to tell them we don't like the no, film. No, but, but we don't but, lie about it. But either. yeah, we we're also not going to say like I love the film. We'll like we'll happily say there are things about the film that we appreciate because that's yeah, not a lie. That's not a lie. No. And it's like, I, you know, and we're not going to, we're not going to just like, you know, talk them up for the sake of it. Yeah. Totally. Like we genuinely give a shit about them as, as, pe- yeah. as people yeah. and as actors, whatever they do in their personal life. That's like, yeah, uh, that'll never be something that I'll really ever go into. No, no, God, no. Cause I'm like, it's not fair on them. It's and not fair on them. They're there to promote their film. And we are part of that process. I think there's a certain thing that interviewers have to realize is that, we are here to promote the movie. Yeah. We are a cog in that machine, yeah. but it's about making that enjoyable and making that good. There's yeah. a reason why late night shows are so successful and people love them because it is a selling the movie, but it is showing a humanity Human- to yeah, these yeah. people to an extent, like yeah. a fabricated version of it yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But Pete and I come at it with such sincere authenticity. And when we get emails of like the lists of like people connected to a thing, like I've told so many people, and this is not a, a diss to the actor at all, but when I was like, I fucking interviewed John Leguizamo this year. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, yeah who's that? And I'm like, trust me, you, you know, know him. This, but yeah, for yeah. me, that's a bucket list interview. Yeah, was, yeah. He was fantastic. Yeah. An amazing guy to talk to. So when we get that, and I'm like, even just the opportunity, we have one coming up potentially that we've put forward for interviews next year. 
just the idea of the potential of that happening is phenomenal. It's one me. of those things like where it's where, you know, and they, they might come back and say, you didn't get it. Yeah. Which, and, is, which has happened. Which, is, has, which has happened. But it's like, it's more of a case of we're just fucking stoked that we're invited to that party. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like we're, we're and so, we're going like, to make the most of it. Yeah. But we're also going to do a good fucking job yeah, of it. Yeah, I think, and I, you know, and like, I'm, this is briefly where I'm going yeah, to yeah, pat, totally. pat both of us on the back and say, we're really fucking good at what we do. <laughs> yeah. Like, our yeah. in, like, our in, like, I've never had a bad interview. No. I've interviewed people that I have been fucking terrified. terrified. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. And I don't have yeah, a bad experience, well. yeah. you know, because I'm like, because I, I'm interested in them. I talk to them like, yeah, I, I talk to them essentially like the way that I would, if I was meeting them out. Yeah. Yeah. If you were and, just I, and I'd be like, Oh my God, tell me about that. You yeah. know, like, yeah. I fucking love what we do, man. I it's do so too. Much it's fun. so much fun. It's so much fun. But yeah, that's a, uh, that's really sweet. When I look back, when I look back at, the people we've both gotten to speak to this yeah. year, but the conversations that have come out of it mm-hmm. and the excitement, like obviously, cause like a lot of the time Pete and I are in the same zoom hospitality rooms. I know we've spoken about this before. On the that's, show. Always, that's always fun. <laughs> but it's so much fun. But then like once we're done with the interviews, we both message each other and it's like, Oh my God, this person was great. Mm. Or like if, Pete goes in before me or if I go in for Pete, we always mention like, like, Oh, they're in a really good yeah, mood. Yeah. Like, or like or maybe or, ask them about this. Cause yeah, they're really yeah. responsive to this. So like, even though we write for separate publications, yeah. we both want the same goal, which is firstly to get more interviews, yeah. but also bring quality and show that we actually care about the people we talk to, which yeah. is completely true, which yeah. is completely fucking true. So that's a lot of fun. Man, Aww. what a fucking episode. There you go. What for something, for something that we thought wasn't going to run very long. We, 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 we always like our <laughs> yeah, episode, yeah, yeah, surely, surely. And then we've done the classic Nick and Pete thing. Although and I am going to then flip it back and say, what's a, what's a movie that you that offended you? Um, Did you actually have an answer? No. 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 But off the top of my head, and I'll, and I'll say this, and this is obviously like the most privileged straight white dude thing I could say in the sense of like, I don't, I genuinely don't get offended by much. Yeah. yeah. Like there's not a lot out there that I said, like, Oh, well, even when people are like, Oh, fucking straight white dudes suck. I'm like, we kind of do sometimes, but I'm like, everyone sucks to an extent. So, but a movie that I turned off that I was like, this is just fucked for the sake of being fucked. Yeah. Human centipede too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Human centipede too, right? That's fair. Um, and yeah, then that's, that's not a, even more not, offensive than that is the director of that movie, Tom Six, released a trailer for a movie that he's made that is not getting picked up for distribution by anyone. Shocking. Which the trailer is a bunch of like what they look like Republican old ladies sitting in a room masturbating to footage of 9-11. So oh, Jesus you kind of go, dude, where, where's the, f- I, I don't mind a good like offensive joke every yeah. now and then, but I'm like, that's not a joke. And I'm like, that's kind of like yeah. shock for shock's sake. So yeah. take a step back. That's fair. Okay. What about your interview moment then? We got time. My interview <laughs> moment. Um, I was the same where I had, I had like two. Yeah. yeah. And I'll go with the, f- like the very first one that came to my mind, which was um, for marry me. Oh yeah. 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 I had Sarah Silverman and Michelle Buteau essentially like serenade me, (laughs) which was like really, really sweet. Yeah, yeah. Um, Because at the end of that film, so Sarah Silverman's character is a lesbian in Marry Me and I Mm -hmm. said that it was just really, it was just really great to see, you know, a a queer character played 
for lack of a better word, straight. Yeah, yeah totally. Like, yeah, she was. She just happened there was to be a no, lesbian. There was, there was no, no yeah, like. Yeah, I know what you there mean. was no like. Oh, I'm the wacky lesbian. It was yeah. just a case of yeah, she's gay. Yeah, but she's still like a really cool. Person. Yeah, 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 totally. And I was like, I'm just someone who, when gay people are just presented as people, wow, which is shocking. Shocker, wow, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I just, it's just something that I really appreciate. So I said, totally. so I said to um, Sarah Silverman that that was as a queer person, it's a film that just like. You know, it, it did what it needed to do really, really well. Yeah. Um, and she was just really taken by that answer. That's and then so she sweet. and then she yeah, started so singing good. You Are My Sunshine, My Only Sunshine. And then <laughs> Michelle Buteau was like, Peter. Oh, and then they started singing it together. I've seen and the footage. It was just it's like, great. I was yeah. just like, it was just really, really sweet. So that's probably the first one that came to mind. Um, I will just say another great moment was, I got Jake Gyllenhaal to do a certain face. Oh my god! I, yeah, yeah, that yeah. I just like so. I so I was the same. I got Michael Bay for Ambulance, um, and Universal pulled like some pretty good strings to get me Yahya Abdul Mateen the second yeah, and Jake and Gyllenhaal Jake because together. they because they were like they know that I'm a fan of Yahya. Yeah, and they were like, well. Yaya's paired with Jake. I'm like, oh no, not both of them. Uh, I guess I'll do them both um, and interview them. So, <laughs> so I interviewed them and they were like, that was one that when that interview finished, I came back into the main room and told everybody like, so there was a story that Jake Gyllenhaal directed. Yes. There was a, like, it was a published story. Everyone thought Jake Gyllenhaal directed Parts sequences of, movie, yeah. of Ambulance. So my question was going to be, how was it to direct a yeah. Michael Bay movie? And Jake Gyllenhaal very like started giggling and was like, that just is completely untrue. And then Yaya was like, I have to take credit for that. He's like, I, yeah. I basically said Jake like took the camera off Michael and Jake yeah. was like quote unquote directing it. Yeah. And they just ran with it. But the, the real story, cause I actually asked Michael yeah. about this was that the ambulance is so confined that he had to give yeah. Jake the camera to film to, to certain film scenes yeah. from certain angles. Yeah. Um, but the fact that the the story itself was out there that Jake directed it. Directed, so yeah, I asked totally, it yeah. and they both just like, they laughed at it. And then I said, it's so and, good that they laughed at it. Like yeah. I, I do appreciate that. And yeah. then I said, like I, when they, there was like a little break, I said, you know, this story, I was like, this story is really out there. They really think you directed it. And Jake Gyllenhaal just like gives this, like this look. And I've screenshotted it because <laughs> it was, he just gave this look of like, and if you know, he's like, and if you think that's true, he's like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> um, and then the interview finished and I came back in the Zoom room and I just said, oh my hey, God, everyone. I was like, those guys were so great. And I said, if anybody's going to ask Jake about directing Ambulance, I'm like, I've already done it. And he didn't do it. And, yeah. and then there were a few people that were like, oh, fuck, that's yeah, what yeah, I was going like, oh, so to I was kind of like, I was kind of surprised I was the first person to, to ask, to about ask it because yeah, yeah, totally, I wasn't yeah. like the first person in, in the, the room. room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was just, it was just, it was just, I can just see his face. Because, the, the, and this is not shooting anyone down in particular, but most people would just ask questions like, what was your favourite ambulance ride ever? Like, oh. there's very generic questions. Whereas, like, I feel like Pete and I actually take pride in working out questions and asking we are, like, I mean, we Because we watch the films. Yes. And we actually, like, take note of certain, like. Except for Black Adam. Um, but we sort of take note of like maybe certain things or as, you know, as Nick did, like he related it to his, his childhood, you know, like, and like if there's someone that we've grown up with, Mm, totally. We're going to tell them, like, as I said, like I'd said to John Leguizamo, I'm like, dude, I was like, I watched executive decision as a kid so much. I watched Kalitu's way 
so much yeah. earlier than I should have. And he told me, he was just like, yeah, you are just a precocious kid. And I was like, I don't even care that he called me precocious. No, no, Cause no, no. I was like, cause it's fucking it's true. true. <laughs> like, God, you John know, Leguizamo he was, was so good. good. It was um, so. We so like good. we really have had some. We've had a amazing great, experiences, yeah. and really, a- like I could probably pick like a favorite moment from everything. Oh but, God, yeah, absolutely. Like it was just the first thing I thought of was like I had them singing to me, and I was like, "That's that's a brilliant." And moment. I was like, "That doesn't feel like something that they did to everybody." But even so. some of the longer format, like really authentic conversations, I had like I think I think back to when we interviewed director. Um, uh, Terapakai for Muru. Oh my god! And Tame Iti for Muru. That was and, incredible. And just the conversation with them about the movie and what it meant to them. It gave some of the most beautiful answers. When I've it heard. like when it turns into like a conversation. Yes, it's brilliant. And you have them being like, "You need to wrap up," and you're like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry." Like, yeah. And then I'll say this, and 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 unfortunately, this is bagging the movie. But there was a movie I watched this year, uh, a guide to dating at the end of the world, right. and it's yes. a small Brisbane film. Yeah. And and the movie's not great, and it's get, it got a tiny and you know props to them. They oh. sold out a lot of sessions. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people were intrigued by it. It was just not a movie I enjoyed. Um, and it's obviously not something I said in the interview, but it was one of the more fun interviews I had mm. in the year because the director and the two cast members were really excited to talk about mm. it and really entertaining to talk to. And I asked them a question within the film. So within the film, without saying too much, they have to use sex as a time travel device. Yeah. So I, I said, <laughs> the question I asked was, so in the movie, a good orgasm changes the trajectory of the world. What, film or what character in a film do you think would need a good orgasm to change the trajectory of their, their thing? And then you could see on their faces, they were like, we've never been asked. I've never been asked this. I've never thought about it. And they were sitting there like, and they're like, Oh, think about it. And I was like, just to help you out. I was like, Anakin Skywalker. If he, if he just at the right time gets a good nut, he doesn't become Darth Vader. Right. (laughs) And they laugh and they laugh. And one of the guys like, you're rewriting cinema history. It's like, you can't do that. So it was, it's a fun conversation, even for a movie. I didn't like at yeah. all. And that just comes down to being firstly nice good. people, which yeah. is what we are, yeah. but good, like good at asking questions, good at talking to people, but, and, and just showing them that as well. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's just making like, like that personal connection. Cause I was, as I was saying before, like conf- for confess Fletch, I got to speak to Annie Marmolo and because it was a long overdue sequel. Yeah. I asked her like, is there any, is there any property from the eighties that she herself would like to write a sequel to? Yeah. And she was like, Oh, there'd be too many. She's like, I don't think I could possibly touch touch anything, but she sort of did mention um, Caddyshack. And I was like, that'd be actually really pretty fucking good actually. And then it turned into, we should do um, Porky's. Yeah. But from like the female Female perspective perspective. and I I sort of jokingly said like, and I said, yeah. Oh, I said, oh, that wouldn't that be great? I was like, just swinging dick in a shower. <laughs> and she like, like started Lost laughing. It, and then yeah. she was just like, I can't. She's like, there's no way this interview can end any better than other than swinging dick. And I was like, I'm ending this with swinging like, dick. I was done. like, this is done. Done. And it's like, some people might go, I can't believe you said swinging dick in an interviews. Like, yeah, but. It's like when but you, you know, get, you, you know, can read you, the room. You know, and I was like, also, I was like, this is the chick that she wrote. She wrote Bridesmaids, yeah. all right? So and it's when not they like all I'm shit gonna, in the toilet you know, in a bridesmaid yeah. outfit. Um, yeah. We all shit in a toilet. Yeah. That's normal. Shit so, in the sink. Um, I, and I I have a good feeling that 2023 will treat us quite well. As well, if not better. If not better, which yeah. we're very excited for. But yeah. before we look into 2023, mm. thank you, everyone, yeah. for listening to the show over 2022. We yeah. had. 
as you can tell, a shitload of fun doing it. We this have. has been incredibly fun for Pete and I. Um, but to see all your reactions, whenever you share that you're listening to it on Instagram, obviously the numbers that we see coming through on the episodes that you guys listen to and download, it's it's overwhelming in the most lovely and beautiful and positive way. We love you all so much um, for being so supportive of two people, two dudes who just want to talk shit all the time. So thank you again for all of the support and the listening and just letting Pete and I do what we do. Now, leading into 2023, dos, like dos, I said, tres. Dos, dos or dos tres, yes. <laughs> uh, we have an episode dropping next week. So we'll be gone for not a long time. Not a long time. It'll make up for the long period of time that Nick and I didn't see didn't each other. Didn't see each other. So Because we'll do it twice in one week. Yeah. And um, I'll be like, oh, I'm so over you already. <laughs> <laughs> to kick off. 2023, mm. we will be watching a few movies in the lead up to the release of, of Megan. Mithrigan. Mithrigan. <laughs> Mithrigan. It's a Blumhouse produced horror film who also has another producer attached to it who has just signed a mega deal with his horror production studio to ah, work yes. with Blumhouse Productions, Mr. James Wan. Now, Australian success story. Australian James success Wan. story. James Wan. Horror aficionado of mm. the, modern, the modern age of horror. Now, a couple of caveats with Mr. Wan's filmography. What a great word. Thank you. <laughs> very well used, I might add. Yeah. We will not <laughs> be talking. so proud of himself. I'm so chuffed. Thank you. Rosy cheeked and smiling. We will not be covering Saw because if you go back to our Saw episode, which was your first episode on Monthly Movie Marathon. It was. Uh, you will be able to hear our thoughts on Saw. The fact that we Saw. spoke about all seven Saw films. All nine, eight. eight it was eight yeah, at the eight, time. It was yeah, yeah. leading up to Spiral. Yeah. We will not be doing The Conjuring 1 and 2 simply because- Or 3. Or 3, um, but mainly because one directed 1 and 2. Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's probably why I didn't like Because we will probably do a Conjuring franchise one. Yeah. The Nun 2 coming out. There'll be another spin-offs. Yeah. We'll probably do a Conjuring oh, one later on. That'll be opportune. And also, I, I mean, wait. I watched the two Conjuring films- Quite recently. Not that long ago. Yeah, so, so, yeah. And then we won't be doing Fast and Furious 7 or Aquaman because we decided with Megan we'll stick with his horror roots. Yeah. So, and that includes Death Sentence. We won't be doing either. So, no. now taking away all of that. What have we got left? James Wan horror films as he is the producer of Megan. We will be watching Dead Silence. Mm-hmm. Insidious. Yeah. Insidious Chapter 2. Woo. And malignant. <laughs> malignant. So I'm excited to watch those films. That is the watch list, your homework for the uh, upcoming episode mm, of, of that. Mithrigan. Of Mithrigan <laughs> for the monthly movie marathon, the show that watches movie marathons monthly. And we marathon movies monthly. Yep. Every month we, we marathon, marathon movies. movies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of that one too. Yeah. So again, thank you all so much. It's been such a fun fucking year. I can't wait for next year. Any last departing words, Pete, before we kick in the new year? Nah. Happy New Year. <laughs> nah, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, dogs. No, it'll just be like, you know, it'll just be re- it'll, I, it's I, been covered. I possibly can't follow the caveats <laughs> of what Nick said. Um, in saying that, happy new year. Happy new year. I hope everyone's 2022. Merry, Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry belated Christmas to you all. I hope all your 2022 was relatively safe and fun and, and all of that jazz, but Mostly. here's to 2023. Being a fucking better year. Absolutely. And here's to you, Nick. Hey. Um, just for 
just for being a being a being a being a guy being a guy being a bro and being, a guy. No, like no, I know. Yeah, we, we don't do sentimental. We don't do sentimental, <laughs> but you know, we we not that we don't want to do it. No, but, no, no, but we we know how. Like yeah. how we appreciate each other. Absolutely. There's an unspoken, There's appreciation, unspoken appreciation, which has now been spoken because I do appreciate you, Pete. Yeah. You're a very good friend of mine. Thank you, Nick. And you know what? You're a good podcaster. Oh, that means that means more to me than anything. You know what? I'd rather be a good pastor than a yeah. good podcaster. Good <laughs> I'd rather be a good podcaster than a good fucking person because hey. as I learned not too long ago, <laughs> apparently everyone thinks I'm a fucking asshole. Well, so. hey. Podcasting makes money, being friends doesn't. So. <laughs> you know what? True words have never been spoken. So thank you all. 2023, very excited for what's going to come, as we've all said. But to wrap out the year for one more time. Bye! <laughs>